Hello, everyone, and welcome to the suspense is killing us. I'm I'm Kevin. Travis. Matt. Hi. Hi. Uh, what's going on, guys? Nothing much. Except okay, everything's changing. Today. <laughs> what's what? 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 Everybody We're firmly ensconced in our own homes today. That's true. I'm in my bedroom, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. Well, I'll let you guess. Am I am I or am I not wearing pants? What would you think? You already told me you weren't. Yeah, that's true. Wow. I already told I already told Matt I wasn't. So, spoiler alert: Good I'm guess. not wearing pants. Yeah, I am wearing pants. My dog you... doesn't like it when I'm not wearing pants. Your dog doesn't like it when you're not wearing pants. Or why not? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it when she's not wearing pants. Well, are you completely Donald Ducking it down there, Kevin? Or do you have like... Oh, no, I got underpants on. There's windows in this apartment. Well, you know, underpants. Captain underpants over here. Are you wearing those like uh, prospector underpants with a little uh, little hatch on the bottom that you can button up (laughs) with just one corner (laughs) of it hanging down? You know it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's comfort. (laughs) That's prospecting, you know, we all we all issued those in montana was when we're born for uh you know because it's a mining state i don't fucking know it's a mining state well if you're prospecting you gotta keep an eye out on claim jumpers all the time coming up over the hill and you can't be like take pulling your pants all the way down you have to have a little hatch yeah it's much easier it's It's much much easier easier. yeah although although i did i did i will say that there's a for the pair of underpants it would work okay but like i i i had like a friend who had like a pair of pajamas that were like that you know with the butt flap you know the prospector butt flap where you poop out of it or whatever you poop out of like, it yes there's not there wasn't as far as i remember there wasn't like a uh i don't remember there being like a front like you know button thing necessarily no you have to you have to pee out of your butt when you use those pants right so you have to tuck your dick in between your legs and then pee that way something that they don't share about prospectors a lot is that they all peed out of their butts and that was kind of like why they became went into that line of work, not just for the gold. Oh, you think that they got into it for the butt peeing? No, it's because they were genetically could yeah. only be out of their oh. butts. And so they were like, well, yeah. and then, then they're like, here you go. You're issued these prospector pants. Now go be weird in the mountains. They don't yeah. never thought about it that way. Yeah. Well, you got to read a lot of Montana history to learn that kind of stuff. I'll, I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> I had to in school. So, yeah, that's the only reason I know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, we're, we're all recording remotely. This is the first time that we've done a remote record for a proper episode. So that's what's going on. If it sounds a little bit different to the listener at home. Yeah, if you're Patreons, uh, you've heard us like this before. So we had we had planned on doing this um, before we found out that virtually everybody uh, that we know all has have COVID right now. Except <laughs> for us. Yeah. So that, this ended up working out Knock really well, I would say. Right. Because I say there's a pretty good chance that both of you guys have COVID and are going to die from it. What? Oh, that's yeah. terrible. I had it's a good run. Timing. Yeah, we we all made it over the 40, the, the threshold of 40, and I don't think yeah. any of us expected that. <laughs> Not like most of those prospectors. <laughs> this is uh, No, no, they only made it till 20, but they looked like they were 70. Well, I mean, peeing out of your butt does that to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened. Yeah, it's unnatural. It's a, it's a gift it ages a you curse. unnaturally. It's yeah. not a blessing at all. No, it's purely a curse. <laughs> Just you a get curse. the blessing of peeing out of your butt, but you get the curse of aging 50 years more in a <laughs> in a year's period of time. Yeah. You get as big as your fist. <laughs>
Uh, do we want to get the uh, the big news out up front? Let's get the big news out up front. Well, yeah, let Kevin do it. You let me do it. Yeah. Well, well it's your news. Speaking speaking of prospecting, uh, I'm I'm gonna Another be one of your brilliant segues. Oh well, yeah, fucking, that's all right. I don't fucking know. It wasn't the worst. Uh, Definitely been worse. I, I'm gonna be uh, leaving, not on a jet plane yet, but on a uh, in a car a car around the US. I'm going I'm leaving town. I'm leaving town. I'm hitting the road. I'm, hit, I'm hitting the I'm traveling the world for a year. That's what's happening with me. That's true. It sounds like an evasion, but I believe that's actually true. Yeah. Uh no, that's absolutely it, true. That sounds like Kevin's <laughs> making up some bullshit and he because he doesn't want to say what he's actually doing, but he actually is going to be walking the earth or some shit. No, well I mean we'll I'll be walking the earth when I'm not in a vehicle. Yeah. yeah. Like I do now. Uh but uh yeah, we'll be driving around the United States and then going to France for a while and then hopefully Japan. Hopefully. At some point. Well, they're, they're not like letting tourists back in yet, except for like tour groups. So we don't have a set plan for that yet. Wow. Yeah. But we might go to like Vietnam or something too. Yeah, go to Vietnam. Come on. Beaches, food. Yeah. Other things perhaps. You're architecture. The- <laughs> architecture. Infrastructure. Mm-hmm the people you're talking about the movie beaches right <laughs> they probably have some bootleg copies of the movie beaches there uh I would assume so so the so the big news for so like you know that's that's good news for me that'll be fun uh but the it's uh, fine. big the, <laughs> i mean it, it, it'll be I, i'm imagining it'll be pretty fun uh the the big news for the podcast though is that i won't be on the podcast as much or at all sometimes yeah so we'll be bringing right. in a new co-host. I'm, I'm counting you guys to time. jump in here. At some well, point. you tell me. I don't fucking well, I, I was know. waiting it's for your, your prompt to start talking. We're going to we're going to bring in a new a new co-host for a lot of episodes because Kevin's mm-hmm. going to be either uh, unwilling or unable to participate. <laughs> Un- <laughs> unwilling and yeah. But uh, if if Mostly you go way unwilling. back to our first our first season, I guess of of programming, we had Emily Soderback on and she's going to be joining us uh, as as a co-host. Travis and I, for for the sort of in and out foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, she's also Kevin's current co-host on Viva Physical Media, the Scarecrow YouTube show, if you've been watching that. And I'm going to be yeah. joining that show as the co-host. Wow. It's a whole it's a whole bunch of like, uh, I don't know what you call it. Yeah. It's body, not body swapping, but, uh, you know, what kind of, what, it's like a bunch of switching around. It's yeah. not incestuous because we're none of us are actually related. Sure. Not as far as we know. That's true. But we're all related to Genghis Khan, it turns out. <laughs> well, well, you you came over here in his coffin and absorbed his powers. <laughs> listen to our episode on the sh- which apparently he had. Yeah, listen had to our episode on the shadow, everybody. Yeah, that's on the Patreon. We got our future Patreon on the shadow. That possibly uh, is a future <laughs> Patreon. Yeah. So Kevin, we'll we'll or be around Patreon. sometimes, right? Hopefully, you'll be able to jump in every now and then if you're. If I'm you planning can, on I'm planning on, on jumping road. in for the um for the Patreons for the most part. It, the oh, main really? thing is, well, the main thing is like the uh, it's not so much that I don't want to. It's like the uh, accessibility because up until now, I've just I you know, I've been at Scarecrow, right? Scarecrow Video, the largest movie collection in the world. So it's like, yeah, what movies yeah. are we doing? Okay, great. I got them. You know, it's not a problem. But now I'm going to be in the middle of fucking wherever. I'm not necessarily going to have access to all these movies. Like the ones today, one of them was just was only on tape. And, and it belongs on on nothing. It belongs, it belongs to not in exi- a museum. 
it deserves it deserves to not even exist, let alone only on tape. But you know, we'll get there. That could be one of two movies. Scarecrow no, no, just, no, on no, tape? just one of them. Just one of them. What's that? Scarecrow only had that on tape. There's no DVD. Really? I watched yeah. a nice high def copy on streaming. Yeah, nice. I mean, unquote. yeah, it was a terrible movie. Then. <laughs> well, okay, so that news is out of the way. Uh, so, so anyway, so think about it, Kevin, and all of you suckers. Yeah. It's yeah, up there, I guess, I guess on Patreons occasionally. Yeah, Are I mean, you, I'm gonna you're, try. you're planning on doing all the Patreons? Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what I we guess do. we'll just figure it out. We'll, we'll, yeah, this we'll, is going to be real. We'll, be, we'll be planning. You know, there'll be some planning involved. This is going to be real seat of the pants type stuff. And I also wanted to point out that since uh, Kevin and I have been comedy partners for the past 20 years and everybody is just finding out about Kevin leaving town on a vague year long vacation. And I don't know, Kevin doesn't know barely anything about what he's doing for the next year. So I certainly don't know anything. So I've had to like seem like I'm hemming and hawing when I'm talking like seven or eight different people who are like, what's Kevin doing? Are people Where's asking Kevin you? Going? I'm like, I don't know. Why aren't they asking me? That's so weird. Nobody wants. Well, to they're talk afraid to you. of you. <laughs> I never knew that. Well, good. They're intimidated by you. <laughs> you're. They're afraid you're going to alpha them. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my way. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's not the trip is like it's like less vague than it sounds. We sort of have it planned out in like three month increments, but within those, it's sort of like you know open. Because I can only stay in the EU for three months without, you know, with a without being thrown in jail, visa, without being yeah, or thrown out of the country. I believe. I hope. I would rather that than kicking and screaming. Please, <laughs> they just throw you into the Mediterranean. Sorry, well, don't can't you get back put, on. Can you just make? I'll I'll buy a plane ticket. Nope, nope. <laughs> that's it. They're holding me under the water. Jeez, they throw you <laughs> off of the Rock of Gibraltar. Gave you the literal heave ho. Oof, jeez, yuck. <laughs> Well, they did. The French did invent the guillotine, so pretty fucked up history. <laughs> we don't know if they invented it, but they popularized it. Yeah, well, whatever. They were like, "Hey, what's the best? What's the best way we can get rid of all these rich fucks we don't like?" I know. Let's publicly cut their heads off. You know, <laughs> it's been pointed out before, and I, I'm sorry to go off on another guillotine digression, but they did. <laughs> but they did uh, choose the guillotine because it was the most merciful way of killing people. Like wow. at the time, they had way, way worse ways of killing people. I guess that's true. You know where yeah. they'd have four horses pull you apart, that that sort of Drawing stuff. That a was quartered, like, yeah. They'd break you on the wheel. Like the guillotine was considered the most progressive way. And, and when you think about it, like that sounds great as far yeah. as having to get killed. That's true. It's better than I'd rather. Braveheart. I'd rather do that than electric chair any fucking day. Yeah, electric chair seems way worse. Actually. That seems like the one that they, I don't. I don't what know why firing squad? was around for so long. Firing squad. Yeah, I don't know. Firing squad seems bad too. That's firing ugh. squad is bad because it like, I don't know. Yeah, it feels did like you, you're. Did you see how those inmates? I think in like Utah successfully petitioned the state to allow them to choose to be executed by firing squad. In Utah, Weird. I think it was Utah, but I could be wrong. I know this is a thing that recently happened though. Would you take firing squad, Matt? I don't know. I mean, it seems like it'd be over pretty quick. Would it though? I mean, like if they, they shoot hit you, you right? in the head and the heart, but well, like then one one person doesn't get a bullet. I'm just afraid they'd miss. Like the guillotine, you're I, right. I mean, you know, I'm coming. I don't think the they just get a bunch of randos to come and do it. I mean, I think they get people who actually have some marksmanship. Well, sure, but I still, I don't know. <laughs> get Cletus and Doug from down the street. Tell them to bring their know. guns. You don't fucking know. Now they would just give all of them AR-15s and just like yeah. 
And it would be like, and it would be like people would be volunteering to do it because there's so many like psychos in this country. Yeah. It would be just like the, the various business owners around town and shit like that. who would be like, yeah. I want to shoot someone this time. <laughs> there'd be like, there'd be like a waiting list and shit like that to be one of the executors. Yeah, soon probably. there's gonna be soon there's gonna be like just most dangerous gaming the the unhoused population here in Seattle. That's what it's coming down no. to. I swear to God. I have a strong suspicion that's probably already happening. <laughs> I mean, it's not legal yet, but we'll right. figure out a way. I just saw something today that uh, Emily posted about on on Instagram actually just earlier that reminded me that was because it's like about which is about Seattle is that Museum of Museums, you know? Yeah, yeah. explain cat, this they, thing to me. I don't know the cat this. museum. Well, it's like. It, I don't I don't entirely accept it seems like the lamest, stupidest, shittiest thing is that they're doing an art show that's Microsoft versus Amazon. And so they're it's like artists who work for either Microsoft or Amazon. So, so you know they're the and best. You're just like you're like, oh my God, what a, like it's just that you know. sucks. So I mean so that's I mean stupid. so it's it's totally stupid and lame, but it is like the kind of thing where it's like, you know, that's a slippery slope to uh, Microsoft versus Amazon in the great uh, homeless hunt of 2024 or whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, which which tech company is best at uh, cleaning up the streets of Seattle, you know? <laughs> this right. is the most humane thing that we could think of. Or they just gladiator everybody in, like, a Quest Field or whatever. Is it Quest Field still? Is it, what is it called? I don't know what they're uh, called. That might be, like, several fields ago. Uh, I'm not sure what it is now. Key Arena. Everybody's just going to always call it Key Arena, too, which is my favorite thing. I just call it the kingdom. Bezos gave it a stu- the stupid. He's like, here's a stupid fucking name, and it's like nobody's gonna call it that. Is that Bezos' oh, thing? Yeah, Amazon. Yeah, I mean, climate, I, maybe it was climate. because, like, okay, if anybody yeah. doesn't know who's listening, well, every, everybody <laughs> hopefully doesn't know unless you live in Seattle. But there is an arena called Key Arena. It was called Key Arena for decades, named and after Key, they, Key Bank, after right? Key Bank, presumably. And right. uh, they and they redid it, made it bigger so that the Kraken could play there. And uh, and they renamed it Climate Pledge Arena, which is the funniest arena title uh, in, in the entire world. As far as I'm like, it makes me laugh every time I, I drive by <laughs> that. And see it. It's literally called Climate Pledge Arena. It's like named after a vague promise. But, but Bezos that we have no it. intention of actually upholding. Well, no. they, couldn't, they couldn't call it $15 Rainier Arena. <laughs> that although, is exactly, they, although they should have. I went and saw a storm game there, and it is literally prohibitively expensive to buy a beer Yeah, at these places. And, and I am a guy who is going to buy a beer. Absolutely. Like, if you've too. lost me, if, if like I'm not going to buy a beer at your game, you have fucked up. Those yeah. beers are insane. And we're not talking like the 24-ounce, the big guys. We're talking about a fucking 16-ounce tall boy of Rainier's, $15. $16. $15. God. Yeah. $15? Yeah. Yes. You could buy two 12-packs for that amount of money. Seriously. I went and bought, we went to a storm game. I went and bought be beers for myself and my girlfriend. It was $30. Yeah. $30. I mean, you know how math works, but when you see $30 laid out there, like, you're like, fuck this. <laughs> I'm, I'm not just sure gonna, how math works. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to sneak a uh, booze in in my belly next time I come to this game, and it's their fault. Well, speaking of inhumane treatment, what oh, are we doing boy. today? All right. Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton. Hamilton. We're finally going to talk about Lin Manuel Miranda's transcendent musical Hamilton. Uh, yeah. Don't care for it. Uh, what do you guys Me think? Me either. I think it's pretty bad. Travis, haven't weigh seen in it. on Hamilton. But All right, well, there you go. Sucks, and you that was guys a good are episode. Right. That was a pretty good send-off for you, Kev. That was a whole episode. <laughs> we don't like Hamilton. You know what sucks the most about Hamilton? Just to digress e- a little everything? bit Everything? 
I mean, probably, but like the music the and music like is that's bad. it's a real problem for me when a musical has bad music. It's, it's a like, big component. It's like, you know, there's like musicals. I'm never going to watch fucking rent. But there's that song, the one thousand four. You know, that's, yeah, and that's I'm like, catchy. all right, it's a catchy song. Uh, you know, Jesus Christ Superstar, I think, sucks, but it's got some catchy tunes. You know, the two I'm like, all right. And then I listen to the Hamilton ones go, let's see what this is all about. And it's just like, what the fuck? This sucks. Pretty, People pretty like lame, this. corny uh, rapping like dad. Yeah. rapping. And it's like some it's like, you know, they're, it's kind of more serious, too. So it's not like funny all the time. Like, you know, Trey Parker, Matt Stone musical or something, you know, or like at least they're making jokes every every song. I don't know. Book of Mormon had really good songs, too, though. Like, but Trey Parker is a good songwriter, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's our assessment of uh, Hamilton, <laughs> a musical that was like probably 10 years ago, seen as uh, the greatest thing that ever happened. And now most people don't care for it. Yeah. I would Is that true? Say. Most people don't care for it? Well, I, I, I there's been like this ass- reassessment of it uh, over the past few years since the whole, uh, you know, civil rights um movement that has happened in the in recent years where people are kind of like why are we doing this thing celebrating these assholes oh yeah because uh, a lot of those characters even if they are portrayed by uh, people of color were slave owners and, and stuff like yeah, that yeah and, th- and so people aren't happy about that aspect of it and then also they showed it they put it out on disney plus right that's where i saw it yeah, yes and that's uh, a no way to watch a fucking musical. They're meant no. to be watched live. When you see, there's just no even no matter the musical. If you see a musical live, it's gonna kind of suck. Well, if it's like but, a yeah, if it's like a movie version of it, but it's this, it's like a recording of just the a stage. recording of a live stage show. Yeah, that that's always hundred percent death. No, yeah, it's always death. <laughs> and people were kind of like people who had never never had the money or been or the, the been able to go see Hamilton were like, hey, wait a minute, this sucks. That is exactly what happened to me. Yeah. yeah, we made it. Sophie and I made it about halfway through, maybe, maybe before I've been we kind of about were like, this fucking thing for for t- for five years now, and it sucks. Yeah, Lin-Manuel Miranda seems like a nice guy though. He, he and I both like Weird Al a lot, so you know, mm. Moana's yeah. good. Oh, I still need to watch that. All right, put, he was uh, on put, Curb. That was funny. Oh yeah, that's right. One of those guys is not playing himself, right? Or no, he did he play uh-huh. himself? He played himself, I think. Maybe that, that must be true. That might have been the only way I knew it was him. It's too confusing. Uh, but anyway, we're anyway. actually not talking about that Hamilton today. We're talking about a much more, uh, a much better Hamilton, Linda Hamilton. The of great course. Linda Hamilton. The great who Linda is, Hamilton. Who is in some pretty bad movies in this case. Yeah. One one really fun movie. None of these, I would say, are like qualify as like great movies, but one of them is a blast. And then uh, the other two. Uh, suck in varying degrees of fun and not fun for me anyway. And, and she's poorly used in them as well. In all oh yeah. Oh, I, well, I yeah. like I like her in the. Oh first no, one I like her. I like about. her in the first one. I think she's but good. In the, but... the other two, she is either bad in it or like doesn't need to be in it. Like like why is this role a a top yeah. tier act? Why is a top tier actor like Linda, Linda Hamilton playing this like throwaway role? Why yeah. is she in this movie? At all? Why is this why character is she in this, in this at movie? all? It's weird. But it what are the weird. three? Uh, 1986 uh, is Black Moon Rising, uh, uh, 1994's Silent Fall, and 1997's The Shadow Conspiracy. Shadow (laughs) Conspiracy. I haven't really hated The Shadow Conspiracy. I did. I I don't think I can blame him. Charlie Sheen is nails on a chalkboard for me. Like, he just (laughs) sucks. The fact that, like, the fact that America somehow made Charlie Sheen famous because he was in that one scene in ferris bueller's day off i guess or whatever like he was good in that dawn i know i know but like fuck we we fucked up 
We fucked up, except for his cameo, except for his cameo in uh, being John Malkovich as uh, John Malkovich's best friend, Machine. (laughs) Fucking, fucking, get rid of it. Get rid of the. You could replace him with any. You could replace him with Emilio. Emilio is not already in the movie with him, and then otherwise just replace him with literally any other actor. What about Hot Shots? I do think he's good in Hot Shots. Maybe I just don't want to give him credit because he's such a fucking piece of shit too, and he like seems like a piece of shit. Okay, he's perfect, for, he's perfect for Hot Shots because he is one of those actors where you're like, you put this guy in a movie where the joke is him. Yeah. The joke is that he's in the movie. You're right. You're right. So Hot Shots, good, because it's sort of like, yeah, yeah, Charlie Sheen, this is what this is your level. And Two and a Half Men, level. all, all 40, 40 seasons of Two and a Half Men, of course. You did love that and, show. I swear by it. Yeah. And Anger Management. Oh, yeah, Anger Management. The show We're not there the, yet, though. The show the studio was contractually obligated to make 100 episodes of. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they had to keep churning that shit out wet long after that whole tiger uh, blood episode was like people lost interest in that shit. Yeah, oh, that's like, right. Well, I guess we got to keep making these fucking things. Uh, but before we get to to, to uh, Sheen talk, we got to talk about uh, our boy Tommy Lee Jones a little more in Black yes. Moon Rising. Playing, playing himself yet again. Ryland Enterprises. Chairman of the board, Edward Ryland. His business, transportation. Illegal transportation. The last time someone took something from him, they turned up dead. But Mr. Ryland just made a big mistake. He took something from this man, Sam Quint. Yeah, I think that the thing about this movie with Linda Hamilton is that like she actually this one I was shocked because I'd watched the other two first and I was so shocked that her character is actually in the movie a lot one and is an actual character in the movie that like has stuff to do and is like, you know, drives the plot a little, Uh, but also that she also unfortunately for her, she has to like get just get made out with and rubbed on by Tommy Lee Jones a lot because I was like, I I was about I was like a, about a half hour into this movie thinking like man this is gonna be a zero Douglas uh, well not quite a zero Douglas uh, episode but like you know not not a huge and then I'm like oh no there we go there's a there's a there's an old uh, leathery leathery wallet just fucking rubbing all over Linda Hamilton's <laughs> naked body and this is 1986 <laughs> and he's already looking like rough. He's I mean, a, it's a I, relatively young Tommy Lee Jones. He's, he's always he's, been fucking a, like you said a leathery wallet. He's just I been watched like this a pork rind. Yeah, I watched this on Blu-ray, Black Moon Rising, and uh, like you can really, you really like see Tommy Lee Jones's face in the, you know, in the Blu-ray, and you're like, man, this guy is, this guy was old in the '80s. He was always old. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like him in this though. Deep crags. The the face is just naturally craggy. I don't know what happened. Like if he got dragged through the desert on his face at one point (laughs) or something like that. But yeah, his. The face is harsh. Um, he's still in pretty good shape at this point, so he's like shirtless a lot of the times. Um, if yeah, you ever yeah. watch, have you ever seen the movie Eyes of Laura Mars mm-hmm. from like the late seventies? Also when, written by John Carpenter. That's right. No, no, sorry, different. No, no, that's Kirsch. That's Kirsch, right? That's okay. Kirschner. Still, yeah. still never seen it. That's real. That's real early. Uh, t- uh, Tommy Lee Jones, and he used to play football in uh in school. I think for college, for Yale. And uh, and he's still and he's like fucking cut. 
in yeah. eyes of Lauren. He's like walking okay. around uh, with shirtless and stuff. And you're like, God damn, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, so he, That's he, he, and Al, he and Al Gore used to just like work out excessively <laughs> and then just fucking fuck each other. Yes. Constantly. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. They were roommates. Come on, Al Gore. Let's get on. Let's get on out. Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> is this is this convenient for you, Al? <laughs> yes, it is. How convenient is this truth for you, Al? Come on now. I love it. <laughs> it's great. This calls for a celebration. Don't stop. <laughs> Keep going. I uh, feel good. So, what's the plot of Black Moon Rising? Black Moon it's Rising. A supercar. Tommy Lee. Well, that's supercar. That's the thing about this movie is the supercar is like incidental. So, I, know, yeah. I love it. I kind of like it. I like, like this. It reminded me a little at the beginning of that movie, a much better movie called Fear is the Key. Oh, yeah. But just, just the way that it's like, because the movie kind of, you're like, okay, what's this movie? It's got this like computer readout stuff at the beginning, like about these Vegas, you know, this so Vegas dealings. And then it's like, we had to hire this uh this freelance guy to go steal shit for us and then it's time we go stealing stuff it doesn't get and then you and then it comes to a supercar and you're like what is this movie yeah yeah for like a little while you know yeah tommy lee jones is like a corporate mercenary sort of bounty hunter guy and he's been hired to steal some shit from this this shady company in vegas and he's like the opening scene is him like breaking into this place and you know evading all of these uh these hired goons hired goons to, to try to steal some some kind of evidence like some kind of computer-based evidence and also uh yeah. he, he he narrowly escapes uh and it's all worth pointing out that the head hired goon is is uh played by lee ving from the band fear who was also yeah. mr body in clue and he's in flash dance and a movie called get crazy i don't know if travis if you've seen get crazy but kevin and i are pretty big fans of that one they finally put out uh, get crazy on uh blu-ray, blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's a great movie that movie rules it's really uh, awesome but Lee Bing's yeah. in it. Anyway, and so he Tommy Lee Jones gets away and then cut to um yeah, these guys like testing a supercar out in the salt flats or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Lee Ving knows him. Yeah, yeah. They know each other. Yeah. He goes like, like he, he looks, he sees him escaping, goes quint, and then Tommy Lee yeah. Jones uh jumps through like a glass Marvin. door like there's actually pretty good action in this like we it's actually like, get, uh, considering how few interactions they have with each other they like we get a lot of weird backstory between those two where like yeah. they used to be their enemies now definitely but yeah. they used to be cool but maybe tommy lee jones didn't never liked him but leaving did like all like all this stuff even, yeah, yeah. even though they only have like three minutes talking back and forth together but i like What's all it? that like implied story that they have it's, it's a john carpenter script and it's john like, carpenter you know, I, I was reading Matt's quote earlier, but I read the in the Wikipedia, uh, John Carpenter says, uh, it was my, what do you say? He says, it was my, my car is stolen and I'm going to get it back story. I've never seen the final film. <laughs> Whoa, you should watch it. I, I saw this a classic. I don't think he, I didn't see, I don't know that it's any, there's any malice. He's just like, I don't care. Yeah, I, well, he, he probably, he, he wanted to he direct probably it. He doesn't care. Point. They paid him. <laughs> yeah and he probably wanted to he probably at some point i think he, he wrote it like around the time he wrote escape from new york so it might have been something he was writing like with the intention of like i want to direct this in the studio so like no and he's like okay well give, yeah. p- give me give me give me money for it then whatever <laughs> i also think it's funny that uh because like the the relationship that he that the two guys have is like in midnight run and in both cases the other guy is named marvin oh interesting. also called marvin and <laughs> Uh, so um, anyway, to get back to the desert. Yeah. Okay. These guys are testing this supercar in the desert, and they're gonna they're gonna you know go faster than any other car has ever gone. 
And, uh, and they, they successfully do that. And now they're driving, they're going to drive the car or like they put the supercar on like a hitch and they're going to take it to, to, I guess, whatever, LA. LA. To, they're going uh, from Los, uh, yeah, like the, in Nevada desert to LA. The LA. car, by the way, is named Black Moon. Black Moon. It's called Black Moon, and, and it's exactly what you would hope a supercar from a 1986 movie would look yeah. like. It's like real perfect. <laughs> Looks extremely retro. Yeah, and it runs on hydrogen. It's explained. Yeah. Uh, like, but they like so. They, so it like runs on water essentially. They're splitting atoms <laughs> from water. I guess it's tap water, yeah. even. And of so course, the like, inside the inside is a bunch of colorful buttons and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gotta have the colorful buttons. It's and it's great. the sort of thing that's like moves along pretty well. It goes. And you're like, all right, sure, future car. But then if you really want it to, you can hit another button and then it like rockets launch it. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. It just so, needs lasers somehow. But we get lasers <laughs> later on. Don't worry. There's a laser. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, there's a laser. And, uh, and, and the, con- the supercar is run by Richard, famous character actor Richard Jekyll. And um, his buddy is Billy the Kid from Bill and Ted. Billy the Kid. <laughs> that bedeviled me. I watched this movie for the and, first and time. Their, and their partner, William Sanderson, who I guess is, who yeah. I, I, you find out halfway through the movie, or at least I did, that he's deaf. I didn't realize. Yeah, I had no idea. Till that one, till the scene, till the scene where he gets killed, I was like, wait, he's supposed to be deaf or something? Okay. He doesn't have any lines. He's just like gesticulating and stuff like that. And then he has a great death scene later on. This feels like Sanderson maybe like was a a favor that was called in or something like that. Cause like he's been in Blade Runner at this point. I feel like he was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. I I feel like he was bigger than just doing this silent role in this movie. Yeah, I got a weekend open. Okay. I'll (laughs) jump in there. Wow. Kevin Sanderson. Very good. Not bad, it's right? Pretty good. Not yeah, bad. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, like pretty good. He, he's not not in this movie though. He has no dialogue in this movie. Sadly, because you he's know he's barely there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, but they, anyway, so Tommy Lee Jones is on the run from these bad guys, and then he runs across the uh, the guys carrying the supercar back to L.A. at this gas station, and decides to stash the evidence that he has stolen inside the supercar. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, was it like also a folding pouch right, right on top of its uh, like rear license, license plate. plate? And he just yeah. kind of like tucks it in and snaps it in. Uh, very convenient. Also, and the, the- Richard Jekyll, like, is so fu- it's his reaction to Tommy Lee Jones asking for a ride is so funny because he absolutely does not want to give him a ride. <laughs> yeah. He's no. he, like, they keep, they keep, she's like, no. And then, like, the, when they show him driving away, he's like staring him down, like, you know, get a ride. And you're like, dude, what the fuck? So, so weird. I don't uh, trust I don't trust craggy faced people. So he finds out where the car is going. Uh and then the gangsters show up, they chase him off into the desert and then Which it is a really the- weird cut because it's just like they, tra- uh, yeah, they just drive cuts. off into the desert and then like they're fi- he got away. He got away and he's in a new car. Uh also the he's right fine. before that he like asks some like a uh, lady in a car if he's she's going to LA and she's like she takes one look at Tommy Lee Jones and goes, I could be. <laughs> <laughs> this happens a couple times in the movie where it's like Tommy Lee Jones is irresistible. Oh yeah. Yeah, it happens a lot later. Yeah. Um uh like Linda Linda Hamilton they do like a cutaway like where he seduces Linda Hamilton. It's like, well, naturally they're in bed now, of course, because who what woman could resist a, yeah. a 34-year-old man who looks like he's 59? <laughs> um, so the, the, the laconic charm of a a clearly not nice man who's very old looking. <laughs> I want to have sex with you. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I got a black moon rising. I got to go get this black moon Anybody rising. Anybody got a black moon rising around here? Fuck uh, is mine. 
Bok, bok, chuck, cock. <laughs> so, so they end up at some fancy, I guess it's a fancy restaurant or something. I don't know. There's a <laughs> This scene is so funny. Yeah. So weird. This, dude, this nerd is trying to pick up Linda Hamilton, who, by the way, is wearing a terrible wig. Oh, my God. I kept wondering, like... <laughs> Uh, that, better, it's, like, it's, that better be a wig you know what i mean it's a wig yeah it i mean it, out, it is yeah. like i was like that better be part of the plot because she looks terrible right because yeah, because yeah. we just watched a movie fairly recently where like the uh paul meadow where at the end of it yeah. elizabeth's elizabeth's shoe has a wig on that is supposed <laughs> right. to be her real hair it's yeah. very and you're like wait a minute but that what it's super confusing so Linda hamilton's yeah. yeah, Linda Hamilton, Linda Hamilton, like her whole deal is she's she's got a whole bunch of wigs. She does apparently this sort of stuff all the time. But this particular wig that she has at this restaurant is kind of like, well, what? Come on now. It's a it's giant, fucking weird huge black perm. It looks terrible. It's like giant and tall. And anyway, there's funny. this there's this nerd who's trying to he's trying to pick her up at the bar. Yeah. Travis, it looks like you, you have some notes about I that. I do have it. He says, what would you say? This is, and he and of course, whenever they have this character, like who's like the really confident, like business guy at the bar, they're always like a shitty, like fat looking turd. Yeah, he was. This guy's absolutely a wad. Yeah. And he goes, what would you say? If, <laughs> his name's what Kevin. You, you, they don't say they don't his say. His name's got to be Kevin. Yeah, you know, it is. <laughs> his name's Kevin. What would you be. say if I said I'd like to take you home and fuck your brains out? <laughs> and she's like, no, thanks. And he goes, can't blame me for trying. Right. No, and the best part like, is that he's like, women, these women never know what they want. She goes, shit, they're all so neurotic. They don't ever know what they want anymore. And to Tommy Lee Jones, he's like, yeah, whatever. Whatever, man. And, I love that, though. That that bit ends, though, and, like, Linda Hamilton leaves, and then another pretty lady sits down, and he's like, well, hello. Yeah. <laughs> he's just going to keep trying. Can't blame me for trying. All right. Exactly Tell how that they write shot the jokes on Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that one woman in 100 wants to fuck on a pile of garbage. <laughs> But then it's, um, a, it's like a funny cut because he goes, these women, they don't know what they want anymore. And then it cuts to her out in the in the parking lot going like, I want this car, this car, these yeah. different kinds of cars. Because they're because they're stealing all these rich swells cars from the She's parking a car lot. thief. Yeah. And they're stealing She's all car the cars. Thief. They lock all the rich people in there and they steal all the cars. And she steals the future car for herself because she because she digs it. Tommy Lee Jones thief. sees yeah. sees this happening. Tommy Lee Jones is there and he's like, I got to get some. Uh, I got to get tape from the back. License plate of that car. I can't have you. I got to get that tape. I did really like the way yeah, that they, that they just strong arm the guys at the valet parking. It's like three dudes with guns. Yeah. She's like, we'll take the two Lamborghinis, the Ferrari, the Porsches, you know, like she just like yeah. makes a list and then that's it. They're like, yeah. or we're going to, sh- or we'll shoot you or whatever. But it's kind of a gentleman's type robbery where they've got guns to her. And she's like, there's no reason this has to be unpleasant. You just give me the cars that I want and we can all get on with our days. I yeah. believe one of her goons is Nick Cassavetes too. Whoa. Okay. That, that would make sense. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a, it's like a high a high end car thief ring, you know. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's extremely they have a, high they end. Have a thief club. Like, yeah. It's a, yeah. And the high end thief club is run by Robert Vaughn. Oh yeah. Well, the oh, industrialist yeah. Robert Vaughn, who plays a guy named Ryland, who is also building these giant towers. Yeah. In the middle of the city, that one is complete and the other one is incomplete, and uh, he's you know sort of going to sell off the real estate there. And yep. he has a collection of fancy cars. And he's going to like, and he's got a secret showroom where he, sh- you know, he's going to sell them to, you know, rich people, uh, I guess, rich, rich, bad guys, I assume. And as soon as I, as soon as I saw that he had two towers and that he had stolen the supercar, I was like, well, they're going to have to jump across the towers in the supercar. <laughs> uh, they're going to have to. Uh, they fucking better. 
and, I mean, uh, they fucking better. Well, we'll fight. Absolutely. We'll see. We'll see. Um, they keep on saying like this one tower here that they've completed is uh, is uh, locked down really well. You can't get in and out of that very easy. But this other tower, <laughs> we can just walk <laughs> into that tower anytime we want. It's it's easy. Um, oh, and also, um, they're being pursued by these cops. One of whom is Bubba Smith. Ooh, Bubba Smith and a guy and a guy. And just oh, that's good. But Bubba Smith, yeah, Bubba Smith. That's this. When I saw the credits at the beginning, I kept kept popping up, and it was like Bubba Smith, William Sanderson, man. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Robert Vaughn. got a really good cast. This is one of this is one of those like you know mid '80s movies that you just you could just sit and enjoy the cast. Keenan wins in it too, playing like Tommy Lee Jones's mentor, uh, yeah. a guy named Iron John. Oh hell yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, this movie has nothing. I mean, not that it has nothing on its mind, but it's just it's it's totally like a Carpenter movie in that way, where it's just sort of like it was rewritten a little, obviously, but it feels like a John Carpenter film where you're just like, here's the genre it's in, here's the movie, it, we're gonna do that movie. Yeah, and you get. I think it looks. I think it looks and feels like a Carpenter movie. Absolutely, and the the uh, the Lalo Schifrin score actually sounds like a Carpenter score a lot of the time, which is weird because his scores the the, their two styles aren't necessarily similar. Yeah, (laughs) generally, it's kind of like the lost the lost Carpenter movie. I I I I thought it was great personally. Um, and uh, the car chase between after when Tommy Lee Jones chases her in the supercar, yeah, to the towers is pretty great too. Through the city, it's a pretty fun. There's a Roger Rabbit tunnel. Yeah, the Roger, it is the Roger Everett tunnel. They do yeah. not end up in Toontown, unfortunately. No, unfortunately. But she does, but <laughs> she does Toontown. she does figure out that it's a supercar and like and just like burns ass through that uh burns ass. Is that a time? Is that a song? Yeah, burns, burns ass. ass. Uh through the uh, <laughs> he was totally the on the balls of his ass. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> Stay <laughs> tuned, that. folks, for the for the classic balls on the ass action. <laughs> what if Tommy what if Tommy Lee Jones had, had gone to Toontown? That'd have been That'd have been pretty cool. He's just having none of it. Oh man! (laughs) Get get the fuck out of my way, you silly piece of shit! And he has the cart. He has the cowboy gun, like the cowboy bullets and the gun. (laughs) Jesus Christ on a crunch! Why is this happening to me? (laughs) Just in the middle of Toontown. How's it going, Mickey? That's too. That is way too much buffoonery for him to sanction. <laughs> wow, that's so much, so much buffoonery. Like Toontown, it's just like the city full of buffoonery. Imagine a movie called Toontown where it's just t- starring Tommy Lee Jones and it's just him on the cover with his arms crossed, looking like a grump, and just a bunch of <laughs> cartoons behind him. Just not sanctioning it. Just having none of it. Roger Rabbit's like, I didn't kill off an acme. I don't care. <laughs> I would I mean, love you... to watch Tommy Lee Jones watch a wacky cartoon stone faced. I bet that's what it's like. Hmm. I don't, I don't want think it's cake with you, Roger. No pat cake. This isn't very realistic. No, no, I went through this tunnel. There are all these goddamn cartoons running around. Wouldn't leave me alone. Kept tipping running, shit over. Drunk, tipping shit over, making me fall through through holes and shit. Then I woke Clear up. up the various shenanigans. <laughs> then I woke up. Then I woke up. <laughs> then I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh so he so he finds out so he knows where the car is right he followed her to the towers uh and he basically somehow there's a stalks her and robert she, Vaughn, she goes into the parking garage and there's yeah. a there's a secret door and then there's a camera rigged up and he, he walks up and like looks into the camera and this is where robert robert Vaughn goes like oh there's a new guy a new enemy that i gotta watch out for who's this and guy then, yeah who's this guy what's he up to he seems confident and craggy he looks he looks like a leather wallet or something he looks like he wouldn't sanction any buffoonery <laughs> and uh who left this and- cantaloupe out in the sun <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, and then you get a little bit of a little taste of um, Robert Vaughn's relationship with Linda Hamilton. He like found her on the street. Yeah. When she was, a, I think when she was a teen, they have this like footage, this camera footage that he took of her. I, th- I think the idea is that she was like a teenager. It's not yeah, particularly he convincing. Her, he caught her trying to steal his car. It's very creepy. It's very like, uh, like back, back room porno casting couch video. The, the yes. video that he has shot with her. It's like, ugh. like he's, she's, which is supposed to be because it's supposed to be that oh, yeah. he's like, he's like, I saved you. And she's like, what do you mean? I've been your slave, basically. Yeah. We never find out the extent, the full extent of their relationship, but it is both. Uh, it feels at least both like paternal and sexual at the same time. So it's pretty creepy. Yeah. Like he's got the hots for her, but he's also the father figure, too. And like, yeesh. Oh, and she's an, ex- an expert car thief, too. She's really good at car thievery. He's she's really good. Bla- at- He's yeah. such a good car thief businessman that he's been able to build two giant high rises based around stealing cars. It's a real problem. <laughs> uh, and this is the last time that Linda Hamilton will be uh, a, have uh, be good at her job or or have a job in uh, this, this episode. So just enjoy. That. <laughs> <laughs> she has a job in conspiracy in shadow conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. She. I wouldn't say she's yeah, good but, at it though. Yeah. Yeah. She's not an expert, whatever the fuck she's supposed to be in that movie. <laughs> well, she the movie tells us that she is, though. Oh, yeah, that's right. So she so, definitely is. Because people are always saying she's a hotshot. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll have to talk about the uh, the hotshot status of the cast of Shadow Conspiracy <laughs> because it seems like it's an issue. <laughs> um, but uh, so then Tommy Jones goes about trying to figure out how he's going to get the get that car. Or at least he, he to wants get the to, car wants back to get for- the tape. He needs to get the tape back. And he also needs to get the car back. He's working with uh, uh, the people who own the car uh, on yep. the one hand, and he needs to get the tape back. They need to get the car back for their investors. Yeah. Uh, and Bubba Smith is after him. And also like the bad guys are like everybody, like he really needs to get this tape back. Right. Like, so there's two the feds there's two are threatening. To, guys. Yeah. The, the feds are threatening to throw him in jail. The, the bad guys are threatening to kill him. Yeah. Like it's bad news for, for old Tommy Lee Jones. It is not good news for sure. Not good news at all. No. But also um, uh, we we see a, a really great scene where uh, Linda Hamilton is like expressing her dissatisfaction. She's chafing under um Robert Vaughn. Under, under Robert Vaughn and he's like I need you to stay. You can't go. And she's like but I want to go and he's like no, I control you. And she's like yeah, we'll see about that. Nobody and she goes and drives this under Robert Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, she goes. She drives this like cool little uh, hot rod around in this parking garage, and she just guns for the wall. And if either she the dies, door. yeah, if Robert yeah. Vaughn doesn't open the door for her, either like she'll die and total the car. So she knows that he's got to do it at the end. It's a cool scene. Yeah, it's not. It's it's yeah, it's it's good. And then she escapes there, and then Tommy Jones like finds her somehow and follows her around, and then, and then like they fuck. then they flirt, yeah. and then they very quickly seduces her. And I was not expecting that, really. But they're like, okay. And then they're and then they're both like, they kind of are actually like uh, in love, I guess, because they're both thieves or whatever. So there isn't, it isn't just like he's using her only. They're both using each other at some point, but also they seem to like each other. Yeah. I've seen less chemistry uh, between people before. It's, it's it works fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think a- she's just been she's just been trapped in this parking garage her whole life and is just like the fir- the first boy. <laughs> like wow, a, a boy. All right, a man, cool. a man. Um, but it is pretty yeah. funny where she he like he like knocks on her window. Is like, come in, car. 
She's like, no. He's like, well, come on. She's like, all right. And then it just cuts <laughs> to them fucking You're like, whoa, shit. I guess I guess they liked each other. They have and a little conversation, but yeah. And it's like a, there's like an actual sex scene with nudity in it and stuff. Yeah. Like, whoa. Yep. Uh, it's not, it, I, I saw this movie for the first time last year and uh, was once again surprised by the sex scene this time. <laughs> and he goes, never looking, stop sneaking up on you. Yeah. She's looking through his wallet. She goes, he's got all these different names and fake IDs and stuff. She goes, how many names do you have? And he's coming down the stairs at her, her weird 80s apartment. And she's got yeah. all these like mannequin heads with the wigs on. Him. He goes, how many wigs do you have? And it's like, oh, flirting. <laughs> uh-huh. These guys, these guys were meant for each other. They're both a little boring, but are uh, good thieves or something. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> They're both, they both live that life. There needed yeah. to be the indentation of the condom in his wallet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she pulls it out. Yeah, it's, it's all it's, opened. It's, it's like Howard. The Howard. Ducks. Howard. <laughs> uh, I also wanted to point out, just because I have to, that the building that she lives in is the same building that Robert Stack runs his uh, doctor's office out of in the Joe versus the Volcano. Really? Oh, yeah. It's this wow. cool old red brick building with like two windows at the top of it, Jeez. and uh, yeah, a Good classic, idea. a classic Hollywood building. Joe versus you've seen Joe versus the Volcano like a hundred times. So. That's one of my favorite movies. It's a great movie. Yeah. Um, so basically, Tommy Lee Jones is like teamed up with these guys. He's trying to figure out a plan. He goes to Keenan Wynn. Is that right? His his old yeah. mentor. Iron, Iron John. John. Iron John, who's just in this trailer laying down in a bed and with a ventilator. <laughs> that was the way that that was the he's like at the construction site. And is like, that's the yeah. only way he's one of those old guys who's got to he's got to work until he dies. And this is the only yeah. way they'd let him keep working on the building. Yep. And because uh, he he worked on some of the building, right? Or something. Yeah. I don't know. One of the buildings. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then t- Charlie, Charlie from Critters is in here somewhere and he's also an architect or something. I don't know. They get us some other guys in on the plan, uh, but eventually it all turns out that like then Linda Hamilton is going to, you know, she's like, OK, well, does she decide to help him steal the car or does it just circumstance? Not really. No. Circumstance, yeah. circumstance, like at a certain point, uh, just due to other things, um, Robert Vaughn has her locked up and then they meet up again while he's uh, robbing the place. And she she wants the car, Robert Vaughn, she wanted the car for herself and Robert Vaughn like took it away from her. So she yeah. actually does want to steal the car. And fuck they have to Robert team up Vaughn. to get the car back anyway. They And they team up with the with the car guys to get the car back. Yeah. And and this is when you have a whole plan to like it's all yeah. there's basically a whole caper where they, they it becomes like, a caper movie yes yeah, yeah. and they, they plot this whole thing with lasers and bombs and grappling pretty hooks. cool how they're grappling like you use the laser beams to defeat the security cameras and stuff yeah. it's pretty neat this is and great. they go from they go up the the finished building or the unfinished building right yeah uh like yeah. the, over the to, three other guys, like, Tommy yeah, yeah. Lee Jones has to go up the unfinished building. The three other guys are going underground. Well, two of them, the sorry, finish, into the finished building. Oh, uh, there's only two of them because oh well because the oh, guy from right. oh, we, we didn't talk about Sam Sanderson scene. gets killed because the because the car guys originally are like no dice to Tommy Lee Jones playing. They're like we're gonna do this the right way. We'll go to the cops and then they go to the cops and the cops apparently tell them to fuck off. And then they they're, so they're gonna go like we're gonna get pictures so, so, so we can tell the cops. And while they're doing that, the bad guys see them and they uh, they off William Sanderson in a you know in like it's not in a peculiar funny. fashion. It's almost Brad Pitt and Meet Joe Black like you know <laughs> yeah. he just gets fucking hit by those cars. That guy's well because well, he well dead. he gets. He gets hit by the car though, because the one the one bad guy, the main henchman, like runs him over with the car, and then they have another car coming 
a, a dump truck with yeah. like a scooper a sc- in the front coming the other way. And so he gets hit by the car and then he's on the ground and the, then the dump truck just comes by and scoops him, scoops him right up. Scoops him up. Very funny. Takes and him, the dump takes truck is going somewhere. really fast too. And that was and that was also the scene where I realized that William Sanderson's character was supposed to be deaf. Uh, <laughs> yes, he's yelling you, at him. You like, see it from his POV out, and it's total out. silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's really like, funny hey, too because on? when the car hits him, you just see a slow motion stuntman just kind of like flying through the air and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's he, like, it's goes cool over the car. Uh, anyway, so the so the two uh, the two remaining supercar uh, doofs are like helping Tommy Lee Jones. They're on the ground. Billy the kid and, and the stuff. old guy. Yeah. And uh, Tommy Jones has to do like a, you know, grappling hook, like, yes, across the two buildings kind of thing, man. They use, man they use lasers to thing. X out all the security cameras. Yeah. Lasers and a grappling hook all in one scene. And there's a supercar <laughs> in this movie, too. Yeah. What a picture. And, and, but it is funny because, like Matt said, the supercar is incidental. It isn't about the supercar, <laughs> although they have they do have to steal a supercar. And you do get to see the supercar do supercar stuff. So, yeah, it's a MacGuffin. It, it all works out. Um, Unfortunately, so Jones the supercar does not there. have like machine guns and stuff on it, though. No, it's not no. that kind of supercar. Not a weapon. No. Yeah. Just no. a just a zoomy. A it's kind of a bummer in, in a little bit, but you know it's okay. Eh. I'm. I, this movie made me nostalgic for the the '80s TV trend of like super vehicles. You know, you're absolutely. Yeah. I love Knight Rider and then Airwolf. My favorite was like a one season wonder called Street Hawk. Oh yeah, the motorcycle. Yeah, that right? one was really good. Uh, and, then, and then the one that, that you Viper. must remember, yeah, Viper, that came later. And then yeah, the yeah, other one yeah. that I loved was Auto Man. What? He was, and he was a hologram who could well, he turned, do he stuff with his hologram parts. Yeah, he could turn what? into a car. That car was cool. Because he was like, it was like you got it was like this dude gets to hang out with Tron, which was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid, you know. Wow. Weird Auto Man. TV was never better. I'm not I've never heard of this before. Look it up on YouTube. It's very silly. It's about a guy who can turn into a car. I love it. Yeah, well, no, it's yeah like, sort of. It's about a guy who has a, who like, he, he invents like a hologram AI. And the, the AI hologram man can like materialize into all these different things and, and somehow has mass and, you know, can be touched. But uh, yeah. it's pretty fun. I loved That's it old. when I was like six. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I got to uh, talk to Kit the car from Knight Rider one time because I went to Universal Studios in 1985. He just told you to fuck off. He did. <laughs> He's like, hey, kid, kid, lean in real close. I don't want your parents to hear this. Fuck you. <laughs> you, fuck you, you, put your, you put your name in there and it's like, hello, Travis, vote. Go fuck yourself. No, it uh-huh. was... No bozos, it, please. It was one of those things where they clearly had a microphone in it and a guy like 30 feet away talking to you. <laughs> But of course, it, cool. but of course, I was seven years old, so I was just like, "This is the car from Knight Rider. It just is." Hey, kids, you like gladiator movies? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not some nineteen-year-old like uh, improv comedian. It is actually the car from Knight Rider. The car from Knight Rider that can talk and is that car. Yeah, and the same year um, I saw the A Team stunt show, and I was just like, "That is Mr. T." <laughs> they didn't get they didn't Mr. get Richard Kiley to do the voice of the car, did they? <laughs> to really do I hope they did not. not they did not they spared some expense <laughs> poor Richard Kiley this is the only work I can get oh no yeah um but anyways so, they got us- Richard, it's not Richard Kiley on Night Rider no it's a uh, William the, uh who's the Joseph- teacher from Boy Meets World yeah that's the guy <laughs> okay 
William Daniels. William yeah. Daniels, of course. I, I get it, I get it confused with the Jurassic Park Richard Kiley thing. Oh, okay. Spared no expense. Um, what happens now? They break grapplings, in and steal the he car. He grapplings across from from one building to the other, and then he gets some dieharding. He's going through ducks and shit like that, which right. is great. He's got to go back that. down the building now. The other yeah, got to go back down. And then at this point, he sees Linda Hamilton's been locked up because Robert Vaughn's uns is is mad at her for all of her shen- for all of her shenanigans, uh, chafing. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and, and they have like, video. He showed her video. They have video of her fucking that's right. Jones too. Ooh, yeah. He's like, I got some some secret video. He has a camera in her apartment, of course, and and it's yeah. just her writing Tommy Lee Jones. He's like, I'm very disappointed in you. Lock her up. Lock her up. <laughs> keep the, and, keep. Let's keep watching this though. Why are you <laughs> riding this taxidermied peach? <laughs> <laughs> why are you riding a cigar store Indian? What's going on? <laughs> it looks like you left a suede jacket out in the rain. <laughs> what did you why did you put together several pieces of driftwood into the shape of a man and write it <laughs> why is it so angry <laughs> why won't it sanction any buffoonery it seems upset that you're fucking him <laughs> it seems like nothing could make it happy <laughs> all right uh, all right so he so he <laughs> saves her from 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 there yeah, he, he, it's actually pretty funny where she's going like, let me out, let me out of here. And he's just like, he goes, hey, shut up. <laughs> Get up here. And, and then they're just like together now. Now she's in on his on his little heist, yeah. which and is then fine. They go, then they go steal the supercar. And then, of course, have a car chase throughout this building. Yeah. Uh, and it seems like oh, they have a whole plan with the, the whole plan was that the other the guys were going to blow the door. And it's and it works really great up until the point where they. The blueprints didn't show that if you blow up this door uh, and a whole bunch of bars drop down, so you can't yeah. even blow the door. They're they're totally fucked. They're totally fucked. They're totally what, fucked. They what got are no they going to do? Robert Vaughn traps them into his car-sized elevator that he used earlier to show a, uh, I guess, like a Mexican. Is it Mexican or what was that guy from? The, some some the, sort of Latino the, drug lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he has him. He has him killed because he pissed him off or whatever. Yeah, but he, he has a car-sized <laughs> elevator. It's one of those classic situations of a of a of a bad guy, and he, you have this scene to demonstrate that the bad guy is a bad guy and will do bad yeah. things. Yeah. But like the dude, he's he's like, I'm I'm selling you this car now. Pay me the money for the car, and the guy's like, No, <laughs> and you're like, Come on, man, can't you? T- this guy owns two towers. Just just pay him <laughs> this fucking. You know he's gonna kill you. What what are we doing here? He's he's bitching to like Robert Vaughn's right hand man. Like, how can you work for a guy like that? Can you believe it? And you're like. What, you, what? And the guy what? just garrets him. And the guy kills him. Yeah, of course. Uh, anyway, so they're in the car size elevator because Robert Vaughn's like, bring him up to the top. So then they're in the, the fancy showroom at the top of the building. And uh, yeah, then they then they have go, then they have to escape. Robert Vaughn actually stands in front of the, like they drive around up there for a little bit. And then uh, Robert Vaughn stands in front of the car and it's classic villain. He's like a classic villain where he's like, yeah, man, mystery man in the vehicle. I admire what you've done today. You've done a very <laughs> good job, but now it's time for you to face the consequences and blah, blah, blah. And uh, like his right hand man is like stocking up while Robert Vaughn yeah. is distracting them. And he's like going to take him out. Linda Hamilton's like, no. And she like leans out, blows the guy's fucking brains out. Yeah. And then Tommy Lee Jones goes, boom, drives the car right, right into over. Robert Vaughn. What, runs then, him over. Yeah. And then as we predicted, uh, right out the side of the building and into the other building, just like in Fast of the, in the Furious 7. Yeah. Except except that would say, is that 7? Yeah. Or it's 8? 7 where they, where they do that. It's 7. Okay. Okay. I remember liking 7. Uh, 
yeah and then they uh yeah and that was great it's awesome i like th- i like this more than that than in that though i thought this was f- more fun neither oh, yeah. of them have particularly convincing special effects neither this or fast seven but i just enjoyed this one more. Yeah. it was this funnier sequence actually has very charmingly rudimentary special effects like some Yo, of them cool. some of them are like real like like full-on b-movie effects which i really liked yeah what, yeah what, then, i forget what happened to lee ving no he shows he just, now he got no, moitered oh wait no lee no. ving no, leaving. Um, no, Tommy Lee Jones kills his his henchman. He runs off, and then he crashes into this other building. And that's then right, that's right. Leaving shows up with some right. guys. They start beat because Tommy Lee Jones gets the shit kicked out of him several times in this movie, which yes. I always enjoy. A, a protagonist yeah. who is like, like just constantly kind of beat up. I especially <laughs> like Indiana it when Tommy Jones. Lee Jones gets the shit beat out of him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's a, it's, shit. A, yeah, it's a, a beating. Bit. The first, uh, the first time Emily Jones oh, getting beat up scene goes on for so long too that it's yeah. almost like they live level. Like it's it, it, it is. He just gets beaten and beaten and beaten. You're yeah. like I can't. But it's almost funny. And this um, one too, he gets beat up a lot by these guys. He's fighting off the other bad guys, and then him and Lee Ving end up having a showdown. Linda Hamilton's like, I'm going to stop it. But at that point, Bubba Smith and his partner have shown up and he's no. like, no, I want to see where this is going or whatever. If he, w- if he wins, beats him in a fight, that will be completing a character arc maybe or yeah, something. Yeah. And so, uh, so basically him and him and Lee Ving have this drag out, knockdown, drag out fight. And this is after he's, we've killed the main villain. Yeah. By the way, and they've driven a car from one building to another. You think like, well, that's the climax. The movie's <laughs> over. It's like, no, there's still going to be a fist fight with another guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. We got to clear up this, uh, this plot thread, I guess. Uh, and of course, Tommy Lee Jones wins at the end. He has a great line when he wins. What's he say? I won. He says, uh, he says like, you're not a, you're not, a, you're not a winner. What do you say? He says, like, you're not first place. You're not even a runner up or something like that. Oh, wow. He's just like, cause this guy thinks he's great or whatever. And he's like, yeah. uh, you know, but he's, but he sucks. And I guess he they're going to, I guess the, I guess Bubba Smith and the other guy are going to arrest these, these dudes or something. I don't know. He gets the tape to him. And then the other guys show up, the car guys show up and are like, Hey, our car, it's all, it's all broken and stuff. But they, uh, the, the two uh, car guys are apparently going to sell this like supercar to Italians. Yeah. And now the car's all fucked up. Cause it drove uh, from one building to another building. It, it uh, did a big jump and is all smashed. Yeah. Well, they make a joke. Um, and- and the one guy goes like, oh, man, the Italians are going to be real disappointed or whatever. And then the other guy goes, forget the Italians. Let's call Boeing. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> it's, it's a flying car. Car flies. Uh, it's a flying car. You, it's grappling hook. There's lasers. And you think like that's a good line to go out on. But the movie's like, no, no, no. We got to have one more scene where Linda Hamilton and Tommy Lee Jones are in bed and he can't quite have sex with her because he's, he's too, in too much he's pain. Too, he's in too much pain. <laughs> I we liked gotta, it. You got to go out on that. It's it's kind of funny. Yeah, there's a, a really cute cool. line that they go out on too. So he she she's like fooling around with them, and he'll be like, "Yeah, I'll, I'm down. I'm down to climb." Ah. Nope, nope. Ah. And she's like, "Well, we can t- you know wait for a little while." He's like, "No, no, I can do it." Ah. No, no. And that's very cute. But then at a certain point, um, uh, he goes, uh, "Are you glad you ripped that car off?" And she goes, "Yeah." And he goes, "Me too." The end. Yeah, the end. And they get married. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. very sweet. I like that kind of ending. Oh yeah, like they're happy. They they like each other. They're together now. Everybody's dead except for them. Just and Bubba Smith. Fun movie. I think. Really fun I think, movie. Like I like the way that this movie's written, and I like Tommy Lee Jones' character. I think he's a little miscast as a carp as like a carpenter hero. Yeah, yeah. he's a little bit like. 
he he has a little bit too much like cockiness like like i guess that's maybe the wrong word because like kurt you russell could, and like snake Plissken's also really cocky but like yeah, but you you could see kurt russell like really selling this yeah like there's like, a scene where they get surrounded by a bunch of bad guys and tommy lee jones goes like i'm wide open to suggestions of what to do here like he can't sell that the way that kurt russell could sell that yeah. no yeah he's yeah he's no yeah right because he doesn't I, seem like a charming like maybe he's a goof there's a, a, a yeah. quintessential Carpenter opening scene of this movie that we didn't talk about that is just like before any of the action happens at all. It's just an introduction of Tommy Lee Jones's character. Oh, being is it the gas cool. station robbery? Yeah, the oh, gas yeah. station robbery. He's just at a gas station. Nothing. None of the plots kicked in at all. And he's just there to get a coffee. And then some guy comes in. He's like, freeze, everybody. But wait, before you go, I, I think it's really weird in this scene that the coffee is just like in little styrofoam cups at the counter. Like, it's just right there. And he's just like drinks it in the guy. He's just drinking it a little bit right there, you know? That's how they did in 86. It was very weird. Anyway, yeah. So he's, he's having his coffee. And then this kid comes in to rob the place. Yeah, and he does like a classic, just sort of tough guy. Like, I'm not afraid of you. You can see the cameras are coming or seeing you right now. They've got your face on there, so you got like 30 seconds to get out of here. And the guy's like pointing a gun in his face and going like, "I'll fucking blow your brains out." I was like, "No, you won't." And then the guy's like, "Fine," and he like leaves. And then uh, Tommy Lee Jones looks at the cashier and goes, "That boy's got a bad attitude." And yep. then you, and then credits, mm. and you're like, "See, we got credits, ourselves yeah. a cool main character." All right, what's this just, guy's deal? It's just not quite. I don't think he's bad in it, but it's just not no, quite not Tommy Lee Jones' speed. But it's like, yeah. no, yeah, it's, he's missing like, yeah. some essential charm. Some, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not like Tommy Lee Jones can't be funny in movies, too. I just think he does. It's not quite that laconic, uh, you know, I don't know. It's not. Uh, he's not Gary Cooper or, you know. But like, he's not Kurt Russell either in like yeah. Big Trouble in Little China or something, which is almost like what this character needs to be, where he's like a guy who's like in over his head often yeah and is it is, but is also but is also good at what he does yeah tommy lee jones doesn't really do every man no i mean it's a it's really Harry, harrison ford kind of thing too you know like uh like indiana jones where indiana jones is constantly kind of like you feel like ah he's like i don't know what i got myself into but uh here we go yeah, yeah. but i'm you cool know. you gotta admit right. i'm exactly. cool and i'm fun exactly but he's, uh, he's good it's fun it's a fun movie i did i like went into this one completely cold like i just I didn't know anything about it. So have you I, seen I, any of these before? Cause I'd seen two. Of I hadn't seen before. any of them, but I mean, I knew what, I knew what like shadow conspiracy was about. And I knew what I knew. I knew enough. I knew something is about silent fall, but I had no idea this one. So I just popped it in last night and was like, all right, well, I don't even, I, don't, I didn't know it was a car thing. I didn't know it was a oh, wow. carpenter okay. script or anything. I hadn't looked it up at all. I was just like, let's go. I forgotten time. Lee Jones was in it till I put it in. I'm like, great. I have now seen all of these movies twice in the last four years. <laughs> so i got that going for me <laughs> pretty good any more lines uh i like this one this is just a, another great carpenter line um this, this is robert vaughn she's just arrived at robert vaughn's towers um with this with the future car and robert vaughn goes in interesting machine what is it and she goes it's an interesting machine <laughs> pretty cool <laughs> and there's one part when the when the goons hired goons are about to beat up Tommy Lee Jones for a preposterously long amount of time. Like during this process, one of them goes, kick his butt. That that was fun. All right. Oh, and then this is one part where uh, uh, I, can't, I can't remember. I think it's Linda Hamilton or maybe one of like Billy the Kid, one of those guys. And this is like towards the end. And uh, and it's just sort of like, are we going to do this heist or not? And one of them goes, just how badly do you want that car? And Tommy Lee Jones goes, look at me. <laughs> Pretty good. I like it. It's a classic Carpenter script. 
I liked yeah. one where it's at the beginning when he meets when he meets Marvin and they're like he's like I never considered you competition Marvin and he's like we yeah. we uh, and then uh, and then uh, Marvin's like yeah we had our moments didn't we and he's like well you must have had yours in private. <laughs> Oh, there's uh, also a part where um, this is when Tommy Lee Jones is in the bathroom. This is at the beginning, and there's a there's a guy in the bathroom pissing. Oh and, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, Bubba Smith comes in. He wants to have a talk oh, yeah. with Tommy Lee Jones, and he goes up to the guy pissing and goes, "Put it away and get out." <laughs> and the guy's like, "Yes, sir." Zip. I guess if Bubba out. Smith came in and said that to you, he'd probably be like, "Oh, all right." <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the Bubba. That is the quintessential Bubba Smith role right there. Like, yeah, I say yeah. one thing to you, and you do it. <laughs> there was another one I like too, where where um, Richard Jekyll is talking to Billy the Kid, and Billy the Kid's like, "I don't know if I can kill somebody over a car," and he goes, "They did." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good Carpenter line. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, all right. Ratings. Uh, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this three Juds. It's like mm. solid. Does exactly what it says on the box. I and I probably am underrating it a little bit, but I just I, I mostly enjoyed its sort of vintage charms i thought it was really fun to watch especially in the middle of i watched this in the middle of the other two and it was just uh refreshing yeah. <laughs> i watched it i actually watched it right after silent fall and was like oh thank god i would think real so, movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah it's just perfectly solid if you're a fan of john carpenter or this sort of you know like mid-80s programmer that you just don't get anymore man you really have to check it out uh i'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it three Douglases for uh, yeah. the 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 this gross the gross sex scene, the <laughs> chafing under Robert Vaughn and uh, his his video, his hidden camera proclivities. Yeah. Um, nobody. It's it would probably only be two and a half Douglases, but the fact that it's Tommy Lee Jones it makes it a little grosser. <laughs> um, it's kind of it's kind of like the Roger Moore James Bond makeout scenes where you're like, ah, oh, right. God, it's just so much worse. <laughs> Where you're just like, oh, that poor lady had to just be in bed with a ham. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, like, a, not like a. It yes. is classic that poor lady type stuff, like yeah. where it takes you out of the sex scene because you're just you feel sorry for the lady. And uh, yeah. one of our listeners actually at, at one point um, uh, when we were talking about Tommy Lee Jones, this is like a year ago, shared a story where she where he met um, Linda Hamilton once and she said uh, Tommy Lee Jones was the devil. Oh wow! Jesus yeah. Christ. So there's a good chance that Linda Hamilton did not like Tommy Lee Jones, and then she had to like be naked and like make out with him and Yuck. looking the way that he does. So yeah, it's one of those that really kind of takes you out of it. That's okay. very unfortunate. All right, yeah. and uh, and I'm gonna give this ten out of ten. Uh, it just enormous, terrible wigs. <laughs> yeah, something. she has about ten of them too. They should. It's it's one of those wigs where she comes up to that bar. That bartender should be like, "Hey, what's going on? Is this some sort of just some sort of prank or scam going?" Or you got a hidden camera? You just feel like a hidden camera in there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, just you and me of wig. smashed wig. <laughs> this is just between you and me <laughs> smashed wig. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it a three and a half Juds. I watched this um a year ago, and I checked my letterbox score, and I and it was two and a half. I thought it was pretty boring, I guess. And hmm. so watching it again, I, I, this movie, I, I have to say, really improves uh, on rewatch. Uh, like Matt says, just like a really solid programmer. Uh, I, I mean, like, I can't say enough. It's got lasers and a grappling hook in one scene. It's got a supercar. <laughs> I mean, there's so much. It's got a, there's nudity in it. I mean, it's just like a real, it's just like a real movie. 
<laughs> it's just real, just real trashy fun. There's the heist. There's people getting yep. the shit beaten out of them. It just is like a lot of a lot of little like fun bullshit. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give it two and a half Douglases. It's just surprising every time that there is, you know, a sex scene at all. <laughs> you know, it's not the most graphic sex scene in the world, but no. you're kind of like, geez, we're doing this. Oh, okay. The sex scenes are all kind of sweet, but that's like, it's surprising to me yeah. that they're in there at all. Yeah, it's weird. And Robert Vaughn like videotaping her and that whole thing. Yeah, yeah creepy. Yeah. It's creepy yeah. stuff. It's gross. Uh, and I'm gonna give it four pieces of driftwood tied together <laughs> into a Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, yeah, I'm also gonna give it three Juds. Uh, I'm, I'm t- I tend to almost lean towards three and a half, but it's not quite there for me. I don't know. It's like just like. Uh, yeah, something something about it. it's like not quite, but it's totally solid. I don't know. It's good. It's good. I had fun with it. I and again, I went in cold, so I just had no idea what was going to happen at all. And so, like, as soon as it started, I was kind of like, all right, all right, pretty good. If it keeps up this like this pace, it's going to be fun. And it was it was the whole time. Yeah. Uh, two and a half. Yeah, I'll give it also two and a half Douglases. I think it's not quite gross enough, but it's a, it's weird. And maybe 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 three. Just knowing that Linda Hamilton had a bad time. I'm on set Ugh. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to give it what was I going to give it uh, I'm give it 10, 10 out of 10 uh, can you blame me for trying guys yeah because <laughs> I, I imagine I kind of want to I kind of wanted this to have like a tag at the end of the movie where that guy's just still at that bar and like <laughs> a woman gets up and still standing and he's like can you blame me for trying <laughs> Hey, it's like, like the guy in the cabin ever leaves. <laughs> What's yeah. that? Yeah, it's, it's like a guy. The guy that, the I'll give him airplane. ten more minutes. <laughs> it should just end with the yeah. bartender like just going, "Get out of here!" Hey, wait, hey, we're closing up, bud. <laughs> Why am I allowing this guy to chase out all the women? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, stay yeah. away from the microphone, babe. Pretty fun. Well, that's the last time we're gonna have fun during this uh, this episode. So. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. Well. Uh, well, fu- I mean, actually, in fun. I don't know. Well, right, this, this is definitely the last time. One was, this next one had fun parts. This yes, next one has fun is. parts, but it's also I, I, w- I was expecting the funny parts or the fun like ex- parts because Travis had built it up a little. And so when that happened, I was like, OK, this, this is what he's talking about. But then there's also some parts in here that I found like that were disgusting, that were like creepy in a way where you're like that kind of thing. where You're like, this movie doesn't doesn't. I hate it when movies feel so serious, feel like they're so serious that now they're about like, now they're about child pornography and like oh, child yeah. rape and stuff. And you're like, fuck off. Exactly. This movie, the movie was already self-important enough before it was like about, then all of a sudden it's about that. Spoiler alert. This movie is about that at part of it. And you're kind of like, ah, especially in a movie where a kid has like not one, but two entirely ludicrous uh, autistic superpowers. <laughs> Well, oh, like, before so we, you, so you set that up, you they, set up, they kind of don't set up very well, and then it no. like becomes apparent to you over time that that is exactly just, what is happening. The movie is called that you, Silent, Silent Fall. Fall. A shocking tragedy. Meet the Wardens. I have an 18-year-old daughter, Sylvie, and a nine-year-old son by the name of Tim. Just put the knife down. Well, that's not going to work. He's autistic. A silent witness. I wouldn't count too much on that kid. It's not the kid I'm counting on, Jake. One psychiatrist must explore the darkness. What are you seeing in there? 
Primitive attempts to force or cajole him out may lead to disaster. Unlock a secret in a child's mind. For Tim, life is a game of solitaire. He sees lines of things. He sees patterns. And find a killer. Whoever did this was strong. Yeah, sorry. But you set up those super, you set up that stuff, which is those bonkers, uh, totally like ridiculous superpowers that this kid has. And then you go like, also, uh, and you go, also, you know, uh, maybe some like uh, child molestation and stuff. And you go, oh, cool, great, thanks, movie. Wow, I was already, I was kind of on board with you for a fucking second there when it was like silly. But now I'm like, well, now what, what, what do you think you're doing here? Yeah. You know, that's why Richard Dreyfus signed on. It's, it's really about something. This is about this is an important like, film we're making I here. Really, I can really, I can really chew on this. You know, he is so, so fucking terrible in this movie. <laughs> this movie, I, I think, is one of the more misbegotten movies out there. I think there's like silly stuff in it, uh, but then just like the fact that it comes back to to be like I, I had forgotten about. It. I watched this movie like four years ago, and and all I remembered about it was the autistic powers because that's just really silly. Um, embarrassing shit and i completely had forgotten about the part where it gets really embarrassing that kevin was talking about where it like it gets gross and like talks about yeah. stuff that a movie like this has no right fucking talking about yeah so this movie just comes at you but it, this reminds me of that william goldman saying where in hollywood nobody knows anything right just the fact that like a bunch of people who were academy award winners got involved in a movie this misbegotten and, and ill-advised like akiva goldsman wrote it Academy yeah, Award winner. Strike one. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Beresford is the director, director of Driving Miss Daisy mm-hmm. and Double Jeopardy. So interesting uh, career yes. for that guy. A guy who clearly was happy to make thrillers predicated on specific concepts about which he knows absolutely <laughs> jack shit. <laughs> oh, people, this is a, this is a, a, there are, I can't stress enough, there are artis- autistic people in the world. <laughs> There's lots of right? them. They're real people. And this movie is like they made like the movie thinks that they it made them up or something like that. It <laughs> makes up insulting. its own rules for them. It's, it's absolutely insulting. Completely insulting. Uh, and that's just like that's just like the tip of the iceberg. But like I, I also have to to point out um that I thought that this movie was just like jaw-droppingly ridiculous, but I was still a little bit punched, uh, a little bit sensitive about this stuff because I told you guys how crazy it was and then we'd done blown away a couple episodes ago and you yeah. guys were like no not weird not crazy at all Hold and on. so I was like am I wrong maybe I just don't have any like I can't maybe I'm wrong about this stuff and so when you guys started texting me that you did agree that this was insane I was very pleased oh yeah I mean it takes a while to present like the 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 superhero powers that the little kid has are are, are there but then like the way that they don't really get played that way until very late in the movie. And when there's a specific part where there's a phone call and I was just like, Oh, here we go. (laughs) That was amazing. This is the stuff that you read the script. Any like, I I just feel like any normal person would read this script and go like, we're not making this shit. Can't do that. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. It's ridiculous. And it's like, Obviously, it's from a different time where people were not as sensitive to uh, just sort of issues of, of disabled representation and things like that. But the fucking autism in this is just it's like offensive. <laughs> they 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 saw Rain Man. They saw Rain Man. And they were just That's sort of it. like, all right, so these guys, so there's these guys, they're autistic. They're weird. They talk weird and they seem weird. And then they could do anything. They could yeah. do anything. Sorry, I had to they're go to like, the bathroom. They have I'm... magical power. They're like X-Men. Did I miss all the uh, the Richard Dreyfus shit talking? 
Not yet. Oh no, 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 no. Okay. We'll get did to you that. Read, did you read the quote from that uh, porn book I read? No, not yet. Okay, cool. <laughs> Good. We'll get there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, but so like, like Matt was saying that the, the movie doesn't really start getting crazy until a little bit after the halfway mark. No, um, until it's then it's like a pretty generic. It's thriller, bad. Like, yeah. It's boring this the, too, though. This movie is, is and introducing Liv Tyler. Uh-huh. Yeah. And introducing Liv Tyler. And she is terrible in it. So good yeah, for her. Awful. She, just awful. Yeah. There is a single good performance have a in this movie. It's not a great role for her either. From all accounts, uh, everything I've ever heard about Liv Tyler is that is that she's like the sweetest person on the planet. She seems nice. Like, uh, and so you always feel, so then I give kind of like, I don't know, because she's got to be kind of a villain in this. At, spoiler alert at some point. But I, I question, but that's weird. I mean, we'll get to it. That's weird also, though. Well, that's all. Yeah, right. Exactly. Not a vil- not the villain. You know, who's, you know who's barely in this movie is Linda Hamilton. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. <laughs> Linda Hamilton as his wife. The end. Seriously, she hates. She might so as well much. be. It might as well be a tombstone with her picture on it, and it's like well, it's too bad you died or something. Like you know, like except for one scene where she does talk to Liv Tyler, she could be like a ghost. That he yeah. like we find out at the end is like your wife died five years ago and you've just been talking to her in your brain or whatever. Yeah, that would be better. I was, I was absolutely waiting for there to be some kind of twist involving her character because like law of economy of characters, like what is Linda Hamilton doing in this movie? And no, absolutely not. And that nope. scene you're talking about, which is where she's talking to Liv Tyler and like really, really fucking violently sh- like fucking carving this turkey, is like. Like she's she's gutting it, and it's like they they've got to be doing something. This has to be foreshadowing, yeah. you know, because the, the the victims in the in the murder were killed with a very brutal stabbings. And I was like, are they trying to foreshadow that Linda Hamilton is the killer? Is this the crazy thing Travis was promising me? No, <laughs> the, the um, no, you never you uh, you never would have guessed the crazy thing. That's that's what's cool about it. Uh, also like that that's like because that whole scene is predicated by this other weird element of the movie, which is uh. And I think it's she's partly pretend she's pretending or whatever, but where Liv Tyler is like uh, attracted to Richard Dreyfus. Oh, <laughs> and whether or not it's all an act is up for question. But you're supposed to at least at some parts in the movie believe that this is something that would or could happen. And uh, that, you're like, that's no, the, yes, that is no. just completely insane. Absolutely and, not. And that's what's happening in that scene where Linda Hamilton's carving the turkey. She's going, what are you fucking? She doesn't say this, but she's basically going like, I know you're trying to husband. fuck my husband. Who wouldn't want to try to fuck a five foot four Richard Dreyfus, <laughs> 56 year old Richard Dreyfus? Come on. Even though I despise him. That's one of my favorite things about Liv Tyler's character. Is she just hates him so much. Like, like every other conversation they have is like, why don't you just pick up your nuts and fucking do your job, you piece of shit? Because he stop can't. Being, maybe because if you stop being a coward for once in your life. He can't because he's so sad. Well, everybody says that to him. Isn't there a part where Linda Hamilton like takes him out to a place and is like, "Get over yeah. it. Get over she our son dying." You throughout the movie. Yeah. But is it their son? I thought it was some other kid. Uh, some I thought other it was kid. Their son or something. Oh, no, he, he, like he was in. A, he had a case with another autistic child who ended up committing suicide. I think maybe I thought it was their son because of the way the movie ends. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Because it feels like it, it would. It only makes sense if, to me. It only made sense if it was their son. I think I must have missed the line where it, wh- whose kid it was because or I was, or, or I don't know. I was zoning out that. during the beginning of the movie. But the the movie also does have the the feeling of because it's only like an hour and forty minutes. 
And it definitely has the feeling of like being 20 minutes longer and they just were like, Ugh, it sucks. Let's uh, let's chop out <laughs> some of this stuff. Just cut it. Just cut it. Yeah, maybe. Fuck that. It's because it, it's really weirdly paced and it lurches sort of back and forth. And yeah. Right. Misbegotten from like, there's nothing. There's, I can't imagine what trace of this is, is in the script that made people think that this movie needed to be made. That's, that's the weirdest thing about it. It's the, um, the self importance of it it's like the it's like literally the things people going like we're moving making a movie about about autism it's a thriller but we're making a movie about a real thing and then the thing with the with the like uh the the child molestation and stuff too i honestly think that these people were going like this is serious stuff like the movie takes itself very serious which is yeah. also super annoying because of the way because of what the autistic kid does because of his x-men powers <laughs> it, you can't take it seriously you're like i I don't not I don't know that that's not that there's not cases where things like this happened, but let's not it, they turn it into it's seriously like a fucking superhero movie or origin story or something, you know. Well, so, let's let's, let's get, get to the started. origin uh, of this yeah. uh, of the plot of this movie. So basically, Richard Dreyfuss is the best child psychologist ever. He's like his character in What About Bob, except uh, not funny. And no, uh, that guy's not funny either. Yeah, that's true. he's he's exactly like the character. It's the, same, it's the same fucking guy. <laughs> you see, he's this never is, gone. This is what about Bob if it had fucking murder and child molestation in it? <laughs> oh, they really missed out. Um, so, so like, there's a murder. Who's the main? Who's the main detective? JT Walsh. Walsh. Walsh and uh, Zon McLaren from uh, he's in like Fargo season two. He's in all kinds of stuff now. Yeah, who? Native American actor. Oh. Oh yeah, he plays. He played Hanzi in season two of Fargo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's oh. the he's like the young deputy guy. Wow, I didn't recognize him because he's he's he looks kind of different he's, and he's a lot older, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same guy. Uh, That's awesome. He's been in lots of cool shit lately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, um, on, guy. Uh, he's on that uh, no, reservations, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Reservation dogs. Reservation dogs. Yeah, yep. that's great. Anyway. Um, but there's a guy, there's a, every, in this movie, it takes place in the South somewhere. I couldn't figure it out. Everybody lives in a mansion. I uh, thought it so, took place in like the new, in New England. Yeah, that was in New England somewhere. Uh, I don't know. People had Southern accents at some point, so I don't know. I wasn't able to pin it down. <laughs> Either way, it's one of those places where everybody lives in a mansion, even like the cops and stuff got right. these mansions. And uh, in like in one of these mansions, uh, a, a family, uh, a dude has been sliced and diced. A man and his wife. A man and his wife. They, they both got sliced and diced. That's yes. right. Oh, yeah. And uh, and and they're like, Richard Dreyfus, you got to come over here and help us out. There's an you autistic gotta, you boy. You got to come check this shit out. You got to come check this shit out. It's amazing. <laughs> Whoa. And and there's an autistic boy. And uh, Timmy, you better Timmy. believe his name is fucking Timmy. Yeah. And uh, and he's like flipping out and being autistic. And they're like, we need to get us the best child psychologist. And Richard, and this is when it like it's it, it doesn't tip into being full on insane. But like Richard Dreyfus shows up and he uses his expert uh, dealing with autistic kids technique um, to deal with oh, them. And he's like, so dumb. Do you remember this part? This is when he starts. He basically puts on like a talk show with his yeah. with just his voice. And he's like, yeah. All right, Timmy, welcome to the show. We're going to do this thing. And, and at one point he does. <laughs> he does a gay voice. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and this, this is like where you got to be kind of like, wait a minute. What kind of picture is this? What's happening here? But he says, gag me with a spoon. Let's go. This is part of this like weird, this weird one man show that he puts on for Timmy. That's a part of the technique that he puts on to 
to get the autistic uh, kids to come out of their shells or something like that. Yeah. Also, another guy, another uh, great actor who's in this movie, but is but barely is who must have been called a favor called in too was is John Lithgow, mm. who like yeah. for some reason who's in like two, who's in two scenes, and I'm glad it's him. You know, it's one of those things. Where I'm, I'm glad John Lithgow's in this, but you're like, what? Why? Why I John actually, Lithgow? You you feel like he's going to be in it days more. ago and did not remember that he was in it until you just said that. <laughs> exactly. You for I mean I I he was in a scene earlier in the movie and then when he showed up later in the movie I'm like all right John oh, Lithgow's right. in this movie yeah. Bruce Beres- he's barely Bruce in it. Beresford's got favors to call in I guess so Damn. also this movie had a thirty million dollar budget so who knows Jesus Christ. that's cheaper than Shadow Conspiracy <laughs> but that at least has like a remote controlled machine gun helicopter well, don't spoil it <laughs> oh, oh sorry I'll spoil the only mildly interesting this, part of this, Shadow Conspiracy is this better or worse than Mercury Rising. Uh, uh, worse, uh, worse, and better. Yeah, okay. I think that this. I think the. I think the the goofy thing is is like is like better, but Mercury Rising is stupid. Yeah, <laughs> this at least has stuff in it where I kind of like watch it and go like, oh my god, I can't. Yeah. Like I would, re- I recommend this to people. Like if you're into this sort of thing, but you're yeah. like, it, it really is a like like a stick with it though, because oh yeah, this yeah, first yeah. part is dire, and then they like so they take the kid away, and it looks like the kid had murdered his, his parents. They find Liv Tyler in a closet covered in blood. Yeah. And she's like his older sister and she comes down and calms him down. And so they're trying to figure out what's going on with this kid. Did he murder the people that the knife wounds are too deep for this little boy to have done it? Basically. Yes. The knife wounds are really deep. A little kid couldn't do this or could he? Because then we find out something very, Whoa, very interesting. Little, <laughs> but, but like much later, much later. So most of the movie is Richard Dreyfus then now trying to get through to this kid and they're trying to figure out who did murder these people. Cause, uh, uh, they Liv believe Tyler. the kid is a witness and Liv Tyler is actually a witness she's like I jumped on the guy and fought him off and then you know didn't he he ran off or whatever uh, is what she says anyway yeah. also there's a weird part where like because then they go to they like are staying at JT Walsh's house and like the kid can't eat round food and so they take away his peas. His, his and mean the, little bitch daughter. The shitty, the shitty little girls are like, how come he has to eat peas? And the mom is like, she's already fed up with having, with having to take care of these these kids whose parents were brutally murdered. She's like, Ugh, nobody eats peas then. I don't care or whatever. And the little girls put peas onto his plate to freak him out. And he fucking throws them. He destroys that kitchen and dining room. <laughs> he it's great. Out. He hooks out. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I just thought that, I just thought that was funny. Cause then, then like, then it's like the, uh, the deputy driving them back to their house. She's like, are you, she's like, he's like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah. And you're like, I don't know that. The, I think that they, I don't know that they would be allowed back in the house. <laughs> yeah. Like, this yeah, is, it's still an active in murder multiple, scene. uh, multiple shows and movies that I've watched recently where like a person yeah. goes and then like tears the tape down and is like, well, it's my yeah. house. And they go back to, and you're like, is that, I don't know. I actually don't know. No, it's you absolutely it. ridiculous that they'd be allowed back in that place. Yeah, and but also, like, I, I suppose JT Walsh is like, well, but also I don't want them staying at my house, so but like they we're would bend the rules. They would have to put them somewhere else. The, the point is that they have they put them back in the house for dramatic purposes or whatever. But like the also like as Roger Ebert points out in his review of this movie that like you probably would as police you wouldn't want to do that because Liv Tyler is the the lone witness to this murderer, yes. so. Why you wouldn't put her back in the house where the guy murdered the, with, if you, yeah, well no because yeah, yeah. he's gonna because the guys you know, the murderer will come back and finish oh, the job or whatever for all you sorts know, like, of reasons i mean right. for, for evidentiary reasons primarily 
<laughs> but know, also forensic, like for forensic purposes, you don't want anybody going into that house. Yeah. yeah. You and especially also, don't yeah. want the um you especially don't want the little kid and his sister to sleep on top of their parents' blood stains. That's not good. Unbelievable. That is a thing that happens. <laughs> uh, okay, so then there's a whole bunch of the whole honestly, like up until like it gets silly at the uh, where they put the seafood restaurant out of business. I it's hard for me to um well, to pay. I, I don't remember let's a lot of that. Let's just get to it. Stuff. You, basically, Richard Dreyfus is kind of like uh, he takes he takes the Timmy into into his charge, and he's gonna like break you know have a breakthrough and use his revolutionary techniques to like get to the bottom of the case. Uh, John Lithgow is like the evil doctor who's like, no, we just use drugs and Lock we're, we're gonna. And Richard Dreyfus is like, no, I don't want to give him drugs. I want to do this naturally. Yeah. No, okay, they don't like fine. Each other, yeah. That's the whole plot. They don't so like each they, other. So then, and then meanwhile, Liv Tyler's staying with them a lot and she's like getting real flirty with Richard Dreyfus, which uh, Linda Hamilton, who the episode is named after, shows up and doesn't like, and then disappears <laughs> that. for, then disappears from a lot of the movie. She, for some reason, <laughs> she somehow doesn't show up at all during this, this extended climax sequence, which I thought was hilarious. Like she's just off shopping or playing bridge or something. Yes. It was really. I kept. I kept thinking, like, where the fuck is his wife? <laughs> Why isn't isn't she's always just around? Except now. I um, had this theory that it was going to be that she was the killer, and she had done this in order to like give Dreyfus the kick in the ass he needed to get over the tragedy of the case that, like, you know, yeah, that would have been something. His career that it was like she was trying to like basically give him give her husband his mojo back by murdering his couple. <laughs> Wow, because <laughs> like you promised up. me that something like insane happened, and I was like, "Well, right now, that's the only thing I'm seeing." Okay, yeah. so let's get to the insane scene, which is yeah. pretty much where this is introduced, right? We've yeah. heard earlier that he can like mimic people, but we don't. We've never see seen it. Until, so until so now they're at this sea, the seafood restaurant. It's like outdoors, on, you know, on this this patio, and the the lady there's a lady announcing tables, you know, table for for. Johnson to table five or whatever. Table and then she Johnson. like she leaves her her post and Liv Tyler's like, go over there and do it. And she gives uh, Timmy the microphone and he hides under the thing. And then he perfectly imitates Liv Tyler's feeding him <laughs> lines and he perfectly imitates this woman and just causes a fucking disaster yeah. after disaster at this seafood restaurant. I swear yeah. to God, this place is going out of business because they go like, he's like, and now I'll free crabs or whatever. And the guy's cooking the crabs are like, what the fuck? Okay. And they put them all in there. It's like, it's exactly like, free, like free, that picture, scene on this. free pictures for everybody. It's exactly like that yeah. scene in the Simpsons episode where Bart goes into that construction thing and is going like, now yeah. you swing that crane around in there. Everybody's yeah. just shrugging and going like, well, a fucking voice said to do it. So we might as well do it. Like the crabs, the cr cooking crabs guy, hear the lady on the intercom say free crabs for everyone and go, I guess so and dump like a yeah. million dollars worth of crabs into the into like, the boy like nobody what? nobody's in charge nobody fucking checks the lady who runs <laughs> the microphone the is in charge of the whole place it's so it's insane and the best thing about this though is the is the this the shitty effect like the kid just mouths the lines and they've just ADR'd the actual yes. performer saying the lines so oh, yeah. and like, this is yeah it's just simply no way it is absolutely impossible to yeah it's absolutely impossible to depict this yeah. without it being completely ridiculous it no, can't be done so, it's so dumb it's so it's, dumb but also it's the first time in the movie where i woke up and was like mm -hmm. okay and so that's what because 
Travis, in the past, you've said things where things are like, this is bonkers. And I think that the Palmetto thing is like that, that weird. You weren't saying it was bonkers. You were just like, what the fuck is this ending this way? Yeah. And blown away, and blown away. You, you think is weird, but it's not. I don't think that movie's weird. It's just like this movie's that movie's doing exactly what it's supposed to. It's just sort of it's just dumb or whatever. Yeah. But this is like a thing where you're like, yeah, this is fucking bonkers. Yeah. This is weird. And the way that they decided to do it is weird, too. Yeah. I, uh, I completely agree. This is the part of the movie where I was like, oh, okay. And it's I got excited. Like in that uh, shitty yeah. malignant movie where you're like, oh. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. It's we're true. I like this. <laughs> it's true. I, I also I also like to point out that uh, during this, uh, this scene where they are ruining this restaurant for some reason, um, so Liv Tyler starts out feeding in the lines, right? And she's going oh, yeah. like, uh, table five for Johnson, and then people yeah. are, are getting confused. And then, uh, and then at a certain point, he, he's not feeding him lines anymore. And the kid's also it turns out very good at comedy improv because he's like riffing in the voice of this woman, going like, "All right, sugar, well now we gotta do something special for the." And the kid, the, the autistic kid, is doing these these little asides yeah. and riffs and little jokelets and stuff like that. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Oh, and we haven't said, I mean, did we mention, did you mention earlier while, maybe while I was uh, taking the longest pee ever that, uh, that the kid doesn't talk at all. Right. Yes. Right. Like, so this is the only times we, the only times in the movie we hear him talk is, is this ridiculous, uh, dubbed voice, uh, effect. It's so funny. And also like they're doing this the whole time. And Richard Dreyfuss is like smiling going like, wow, very interesting. This is cool. And then it turns out that Liv Tyler is like, hey, Timmy, now come over here. And they're just like, they get her to leave the cash register so they can steal a bunch of candy and gum. Yeah. <laughs> and then Richard Dreyfuss is, then Dreyfus is like disapproving, like, huh, uh, I can't, I can't be part of No, that's not right. <laughs> Why not did you cool. ruin this restaurant? They're perfectly, these, these people need this restaurant to make a, to make their living. He doesn't seem to give Why a shit about ruin everyone's day. He doesn't seem to give a shit about the restaurant until he sees that they use it as a as a way to steal gum and candy. And then he seems disapproving. Like, oh, right. He, he like, leaves like a twenty dollar bill. Like, I'll come. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, I think you're going to have to leave more than that. This, this place is this place those, is out of business. There's like so many crabs that have been destroyed. That's a lot of money. They should have like a, and free like pictures a, of beer for everybody too. They should end the scene with like the patrons in the restaurant are all just dead and their crabs like are covering over their body and stuff. It's like, oh, them. No, it'd be the, it's a scene at the end of the movie where it's like that. It's just panning over this this decimated, yeah. and then and then it pans and it gets to the bar, and the guy the guy's there, and he's like, "Can't blame a guy for trying." Oh, the lady's wow, dead and back. being by crabs or whatever. He's just still there, <laughs> uh, guy from the last movie. Uh, what would so anyway, you say if I said I wanted to fuck your brains out? This is gonna work out great. <laughs> um. So then Richard Dreyfus is like, well, now that I know his superpower, let's let's see what we can figure out. And they somehow get him to like they record him saying all the shit that everybody was yelling while there were murders were happening. Yeah. Now so that I know he has a superpower, I'm sure that this is his only superpower. They're not going to be like another superpower that this kid has. This movie wouldn't be that stupid. No way. <laughs> uh, but before we get to the second superpower, uh, the first one is they, they use him to just to just like. They record the piece. So it's like him and his dad's voice and uh, his mom and a voice that sounds a lot like Liv Tyler. And that's, you know, and then they're trying to figure out who's saying this, who's saying that. And Liv Tyler, I think, says, that's my mom, but it's actually her. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. Right. 
What? Uh, I'll kill the... you, you bastard! I'll kill you! Oh God, let me die now, sweet God, let me die! And then, and then it one, and this kid's voicing these in these different voices, and of course, it's just the ADR of like his parents or Liv Tyler that the kid is is uh, mouthing. dubbing, is mouthing. And at one point, it's God damn you, fuck! Oh Jesus! <laughs> and so the kid says, God damn you, fuck! Oh Jesus! <laughs> in like some other person's voice several times in this movie and they listen it's, to the tape over and over it's and really that's, crazy. that's also where they think they determine that the the killer that the the couple was murdered while they were having sex right that's what right, tyler that's what says think. she's like uh maybe it's actually that my that he heard of my parents having sex and that turns out to be a half truth yeah, right. yes. where the, well first of all there's something how do they how does he find out that jt walsh was having sex with the wife that's oh. what I was just gonna ask. Yeah, I don't remember how he finds how he figures. Well, all out. I remember is J.T. Walsh confessing to that, but I don't remember exactly how he. While he's together. while he's like practicing his yeah, uh, while they're playing bow, bow and arrows, with his yeah. bow and arrow, he's got his <laughs> a thing that seems like foreshadowing for a thing, but that never comes up again. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna spoil it for you. J.T. Walsh is actually just a, good, a, a decent guy in this one. Yep. J.T. Yeah. J.T. Walsh does not end up being the secret villain. No, like J.T. Walsh, like, just a good guy. Linda Hamilton, just his wife. Barely. <laughs> she just hates him. Um, yeah, I, I'm the only person. She's in... second build in this movie, too. Uh, <laughs> crazy. I'm the, only, I'm the only person in the world who's seen this movie twice. And uh, I'm not, there's lots of the plot that I couldn't like explain. or whatever. It doesn't matter. because well, like... So he, J.T. Walsh, uh, we find out that he'd, he'd been cheating. He'd been having an affair with the wife who was murdered. The murdered wife, uh, yes. And, and he's like, blame him hey, given he, the fact that he has those two shitty daughters. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I, I didn't kill her, you know. And you're like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then he, he makes, has, it, he makes it like a uh, kind of indirect allusion to how good the fucking was too. I don't know if I wrote it down, but something like, hey man, it was just real hot and heavy. Like, you're like, great. Yeah. Uh, really, I really want to picture that. He's looking at a picture, like a framed picture of from the house from evidence and he like flips it over and opens it and then he finds these negatives and that's the next big revelation yeah and that was the one that like sort of t i was because i was i was like okay this autistic superpower stuff is is silly but okay i'm a little more on board if this is going to be that movie and then this part like brought, ruined it for me again this is of. the this is pictures the ch child pornography that the, the murdered father was taking of the kid of timmy of timmy and so uh, like, and this oh, is yeah, it's good. really disgusting. Because, and this also they, up to that point, they were like, "There's no motive for this kid to have wanted to murder his parents." Yes, right. Um, and this re really reminds me of that scene in Just Cause where they show that picture of the little, like the naked little girl who's been stabbed a yeah. whole bunch, and you're just sort of like, "What kind of movie do you think you're making? Don't put that in this fucking yeah. movie. What is what is this shit? This movie and, thinks it's real people. It thinks it's yes. people, you know, and it's it's not. It's uh, <laughs> It's a this dumb content, piece of shit. Like none of this content in any way, shape, or form should be in this movie. But this, at this point, it's kind of like this is. Yeah. It was just no sane people involved whatsoever in the making of this movie. Nobody with a shred of self awareness going like, "Hey, wait a minute," and this. Yeah. Jesus um, Christ. So that gives them an opportunity to uh, for. Uh, John Lithgow now to try his techniques because they're like, "Hey, look." Uh, this gives the, the the boy could have had motive to kill these people. And John Lithgow has an idea of how he might have done it and how he might have made those wounds. So let's 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 take it. Let's take him into this dark room and let John Lithgow hip, hypnotize him. And then what happens? Yeah. OK, well, this is where we get superpower. Number two, John Lithgow, uh, he like goes and says, lock the door, lock the gates. 
and uh, and they lock the door. They got the kid in the in the darkened room. He spins this hypno disc. He's like, yeah, you're being hypnotized right now, Timmy. Now you're trapped. You're trapped in a room. You want to get out, but you can't get out. But you have to get out. You're trapped. What are you going to do, Timmy? And Timmy's like, ah, ah. And he like runs and pr- in superhuman strength, the door open. He Amazing. rips the handle rips, off the door. He rips the handle off the door. And then he kicks the door open. And he's like, <sighs> but like he's Bubba Smith. Like he's the yeah. fucking incredible Hulk, man. <laughs> he literally holds out. He's and then Jonas goes like, and then look, Jonas goes like, okay, wake up. And he's like, huh? What happened? You know? So he's, well, his argument is that like, hey, if he'd gone into like sort of a, a trance state, he could have had superpowers enough to have brutally murdered his parents. Yeah. This, also, this also means that the scene where he freaks out about the peas is like supposed to foreshadow this scene. Yes. He's capable of ra- great guess, rage yeah. and great strength. It's and this, so and this basically convinces Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus is like, well, all right. Well, I guess you're going to jail for your rest of your life, kid. Uh, yeah. I guess it's old Sparky for you, kid. Uh, and meanwhile, Dreyfus. there was a scene earlier where uh, where Liv Tyler was uh, seducing Richard Dreyfus, and it's gross. And he turns <laughs> her down. But uh, <laughs> thank God. He turns her down in this really like passive way, too. He's just sort of like, no. Also, there's a weird there's a part uh, when when John Lithgow uh, like gets the kid to bust open the door uh, where Richard Dreyfuss is mad at him and he calls him a glib cavalier son of a bitch, which I enjoyed. You glib cavalier son of a bitch. (laughs) So uh, there he's like basically like, yeah, it looks like he probably did do it. Whatever. And then Liv Tyler's like, oh, I'm going to make you dinner. And uh, she's she's poisoned the dinner with some drugs that he gave her. Yeah. She's like, and then she explains her plot. Turns out it was all her, but she explains like, here's what happened: is I picked you because you were a fucking failure, and I knew you would <laughs> you would fail at it. And so, but he failed in the wrong way. And so, anyway, she's got to she's got to kill him, and he's it's gonna make it. She's gonna make it look like he he chased her out onto the ice, and then yeah, she drags him. Ice. Drags him out to the dock. There's Ground. a frozen lake. He's yeah. a, we we all know because it's one of those drugs where you get to be conscious, but you can't move. One of yeah. those classic drugs mm-hmm. drags him out onto the Which ice. Which is the kind of thing that psychiatrists prescribe for you all the time. Absolutely. Right. You're going to want to be uh, paralyzed, but able to experience consciousness while it's happening. It's very important that these drugs exist. She drags him out into the, into the ice. It's not breaking. So she starts kind of like breaks the ice around him with this like hook, with this like yeah. water hook thing. And he's oh. like, start. <laughs> hook. And he sort of like starts, sli- <laughs> sort of starts sliding a little bit into the water. And, and she's like, that's fine. Yeah. That's, I have to assume he will continue. He will slide all the way into the water. I'm good. <laughs> Goes back into the house again. And, and uh, at this and point, she, uh, she Timmy. She gets a call, right? Yes, she gets a call, she from, gets a JT. call from JT Walsh. Yeah. Oh, man. He's like, I'm going to need you to come out and sign some paperwork or whatever the fuck. Come on over to the police office. All right. All right. Good. All right, honey. See you yeah. out here. And she's like, that's definitely JT Walsh. And she leaves, and then it cuts to Timmy upstairs with, with the phone. This was Timmy. I loved this. Doing his classic as soon as, improv as soon as the phone call came at this most inopportune of times for her, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so, so she, at this point, she, is it the point where she – has it been to the point, or is it later where she reveals, like, what happened? It's at the very uh, um, it's at the very end, right? I don't remember. I think it's kind of like throughout this this whole because she like because it turns out that the you know she found out about right that this is another what uh, parents have been doing to Timmy and J T Walsh but 
was like there was only semen we didn't find any other sex stuff yes so uh gross. this is the the last gross. weird <laughs> misbegotten turn of the movie is that Liv tyler basically killed her parents because the dad was doing child pornography uh, on timmy and the and she was mad at the mom i think the mom either got in the way or she was mad at her too for like sanctioning it for putting yeah. up with it and so like this right. is all this isn't like villain shit no i mean it's bad you shouldn't kill people whatever but like this is all very understandable she was doing it to protect her brother but then once it's revealed that this is the case she's like well 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 i guess you figured it out like she's like an actual like villain like a comic book villain or something like i guess you've revealed my master plan of protecting my brother who i love (laughs) (laughs) it's just really stupid yeah it's it's it all felt really kind of gross to me too it's just like very gross it it just has it, it makes the whole rest of it just feel like ugh. Yep. yeah i don't know in a in not a fun way yeah, uh, i still i still I mean, it was kind of fun i mean i think i just think that stuff makes me made me like it a lot less it made me enjoy the other stuff less like it was yeah. sort of like it made me enjoy the goofy voices voice thing less than i did because just because it's like ugh, why has it got to be about this now Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the movie, because a movie like this thinks it's 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 real and thinks it's serious, and then, but it's but it, then it has stupid shit in it, and you're kind of like, well, fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I mean that this this stuff at the, with the molestation and and uh, pedo stuff makes it a little bit more advanced of a bad movie. Like there's tr- uh, trigger warnings, but it, it like it just adds to the recipe of insanity to me. Where yeah. it's just like all these different aspects where you're like, who? How are adults responsible for this thing being made? Like, who fucking, <laughs> right. how did this happen? Who is That's this true. for? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Like, all these people who have successfully made movies before. Um, Academy to, Award to winners. Co- Academy Award winners who were just like in this, and they still let this happen. It's yeah. crazy. And Akiva Goldsman survived to kill again many times. <laughs> yeah, oh, Jesus Christ. One of the all time great hacks. Uh, but writer the, of but Batman the and Robin. Kind. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he wrote Batman Beautiful and Robin mind. after this. Academy Award winner, won an Academy for Award for mind. another terrible script, which also is you know about the yeah. the the things that people who have mental disabilities <laughs> can yep. do that are incredible superpowers. <laughs> yeah, yep. Ma- absolutely magical magical disability movie. So, uh, yeah, weird. Okay, so she goes to the police station, and there's actually another. A, some funny stuff here too one real funny thing where she goes to the police station she's like you called me he's like no i did not but whatever what do you what, what do you want he's like she's like well you called me he's like nope and she's like oh so she realizes oh that was timmy mm-hmm. you know timmy's rescuing right yeah. timmy rescuing richard dreyfus from uh from from the pond or he gets himself from out of there slow watery grave no yeah timmy like takes that hook and like, like oh right and richard Dreyf- Dreyf- grabs onto it. Out, because right. timmy is super strong he's able to hoist richard Dreyfus all the way up out of the water <laughs> that's <laughs> right the duck again but there's and a then, funny cutaway in uh, at the police station where where uh, JT Walsh is like gets called into the other room and he's like okay and there's just this cutaway of him putting his gun into this bag right in front of Liv Tyler and then he leaves the room. Sure. <laughs> Don't touch my there's gun. Cut to a close up of it. Like hmm, there you go. I wonder if that's going to come into play. Anyway, <laughs> she ends up back at the house with the gun. Uh, and Richard Dreyfus is almost frozen to death doing some hilarious frozen guy acting. And yeah, uh, he's a mess. I love when he starts monologuing to her as he's like taking yeah. his socks off in front of the fire. Yeah. Yeah. 
And him and, and then uh, him and Timmy have like a little routine that they've been working on while Liv Tyler was out, apparently, where he's like, I'm going to explain to you everything that happened in this crime. And then but like while he's narrating it, then he'll be like, and then what did she say, Timmy? And then Timmy will be like, oh, God, oh, fuck. He like, and then you killed your mother. Oh, my God, I'm fucking scared. And then your father. Oh, shit. Well, like they're working together to like tell right. the story back to Liv Tyler. And she's like, figured it out. Did you? <laughs> while she's pointing a gun at him and stuff. Um, the part then, where Bill Murray showed up at the end was weird. <laughs> I told you, I need, I need my own space. But they, uh, they talk her out of shooting Richard Dreyfus, and then I guess she goes to jail. <laughs> She's gonna go to you know therapy or something, something like that. Is it implied? I felt like it was implied, or maybe I'm wrong, or said that she that she was had also been sexually assaulted by her parents oh, yeah, or her dad for sure. Too. Okay. That's that's okay. kind of so, like so it was like one protecting of the her brother. Reasons. But also, like, because it's like you're doing the same thing to him, you know. That, it's all I mean. it's all incredibly understandable stuff, and which makes it so strange that she's so villainous at the end. Right. I mean, except you know, it is Richard Dreyfus, so maybe that just brings it out in people. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I'm I just want to listen kill that guy. This fucking nasally guy. He's on the he's, he's on the balls of his ass. <laughs> he's on the balls, on the of, balls his of his ass. Let's talk about that. Go on. Uh, well, let's get to the end of the movie first because we're right, right there. Well, we're right there. Um, basically. So then, she, she like he's uncovered the plot. We find out what happened. She's I don't know goes to therapy or we don't Looney know. Bin or something. Because to a year later, the movie opened on Halloween, and he was like really angry about trick or treaters. That he's like not answering the door because this kid got this kid committed suicide under his care or yes. whatever. But now it's a year later, and he shows up and he's dressed as Groucho Marx, doing a hilarious Groucho Marx. He does impression. his Groucho Marx impression <laughs> too. Mm. Linda Hamilton shows back up in the movie dressed like a witch. Uh, they're gonna go out and trick or treat, but. But just uh, two adults trick-or-treating, that seems kind of weird, mm-hmm. right? But no, they're not just two adults going trick-or-treating because now they have a child, I guess. Weird. It's Timmy. It's Timmy. Timmy then, does a voice. He does Richard Dreyfuss's voice. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, let's go, guys. I was in Jaws. <laughs> and then and then Richard Dreyfuss goes like, now, Timmy, do your own voice. And he's like, all right. And you're like, I guess it's all fine. Everybody's fine. And it's the first time you ever hear the kid's real voice at the very end. And then that's the end of Silent Fall. It's the face-off ending. Like, uh, the kid's ours now. We got the kid. It's fine. Yeah. The uh, balls of balls of his ass thing was from this, this book I read recently uh, called uh, The Other Hollywood. That's all about the, the porn industry starting in like the fifties all the way till the nineties. But there's one, there's one, there's mentions of Sammy Davis jr. A lot in it, especially by Linda Loveless. Uh, mm. You may have heard those stories before. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, there's one mention of Richard Dreyfus talking about going to this place called Plato's, uh, Plato's playground or Plato's, Plato's something retreat. Where like, you know, Plato's, famous, retreat. Plato's retreat. It was like a famous sex club. Uh, but Richard Dreyfus apparently went there all the time. This guy, Fred Lincoln, who Matt, you know, he was like a filmmaker. He was a very prolific porn maker. Yeah. But he also made he also made a couple legit or at least one legit movie that you that you found on YouTube. Right. Yeah. Our friend Seth Goodkind hooked me up with that. I'm going to watch yeah. it this week, hopefully. Uh, but uh, but he talks about Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus used to come in every night and he was on the balls of his ass. A stone coke freak. <laughs> I have never heard that phrase before in my life, and I absolutely love it. On the, on the balls, balls of his ass. Of his ass. Yeah. That is it's, incredible. There's, yeah, there's that. It's there's a context to it where he's like, because he was Richard Dreyfus was <laughs> interested in making a movie about this pornographer, you know, and he would play the guy or whatever, and then 
it didn't happen. But also how just the, the casual mention of Richard Dreyfus going to a sex club every night and being on the balls of his ass, a stone coke freak. <laughs> <laughs> and this would have been, you know, right at the height of his, you know, Close Encounters, Jaws fame, you know. Man, Richard Dreyfus had his fun. Balls of his ass. This mm. is before he went out and, became, and got a doctorate in sociology and became completely insufferable. God, I hate him so much. Now he's off the balls <laughs> of his ass. <laughs> no longer on the balls of his ass. No longer a stone coke freak, sadly. Anyway. And then when he and then when Richard Dreyfus dies, we can say he's on the balls of his of his ass in heaven now. In hell, he'll be in hell. <laughs> oh no, roasting oh, yeah. in hell. Oh yes. He on a, on a if, I, if I have anything to say about it, Richard Dreyfus will be roasting in hell. <laughs> wow. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, him and Dustin Hoffman both. Him and Dustin Hoffman both. Nothing but the flames. Nothing but the inferno of hell. <laughs> um, Do we all right. Well, lines? I, I got a, a couple. This is this is just like a, a classic. Somebody who like Akiva Goldsman saw a documentary about autism. The it was in a bar. The sound was off, but he got the gist of it. Like that sort of. It's got like like that stuff written all over it. But people are constantly talking about autism. This is a movie where like the kids doing mimicry, and he's got superhuman strength. Uh, maybe this stuff all is rooted in somewhat in like some real stuff, but it's like so blown out and cartoonish that you you can't possibly take it serious. I have to yep. assume autistic people would be offended by this movie. Um, <laughs> so. but, but this is Richard Dreyfuss uh, talking about autism. Nobody knows what autism is. Nobody. 2000 years ago, autistics were worshipped as gods. 300 God. years ago, they were burned at the stake. <laughs> I'm real curious about his police work there. Shut the fuck up, movie. Two thousand years ago, how do you how can you diagnose someone as autistic from two thousand years later? What are you talking about? Because he's the best. Like two thousand years ago, they wrote in their scrolls, and then we found an autistic guy and burned or, and worshipped him as a god. Like, what, was, is, yeah. what is this? <laughs> He was on the spectrum, no. said the no. thing in ancient cuneiform. Pythagoras <laughs> noted that he was on the spectrum. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's uh, from some fun. And then we sentence you to be burned on the stake for the crime of being on the autism spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. No. There's fun. I mean, there's there's goofy fun stuff in this movie, but it's offensive on several levels. It's very offensive. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It's offensive as hell. But it's just one of those movies that we have on VHS in the office for, for whatever fucking reason and just popped it in like, I've heard of that. Let's see what this is. And then just we're like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, ratings. Uh, I'm going to give this two Judds. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's, it's like a one, it's barely a one Judd movie, but I'm going to give it two Judds because of the, because of the amusement factor of the kids X-Men powers. Yep. Uh, this is a terrible, terrible movie. Just uh, as you said, utterly misbegotten in every way. Uh, I'm going to give it two Douglases for the, uh, the sex talk and the shitty child molestation angle, which is disgusting as well. And I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 just completely demolished uh, raw chickens. Oh, God. <laughs> Linda Hamilton just carves them up into hell. Oh, uh, Hamilton. The one Hamilton. scene where we know for sure that she's not a ghost. So, yeah, yeah, somebody should give this 10 out of 10 Hamiltons because it's just like, what is she even doing in this fucking this movie? Is, it's so weird. This is Linda Hamilton, for God's sake. And, she's no and, slouch. I, I'm going to say again. She's second build in this movie. Yeah. Like, I think it's doubly she's, funny because she's in we two wanted minutes. to do we wanted to do this we wanted to do this episode specifically so we could do this movie. 
Yeah. And the yeah. excuse we came up for it was a Linda Hamilton one, and she's <laughs> barely in it. Yeah, but she is in it. You have to admit. Yeah. Oh, she's definitely in it. Yeah. I don't think that uh, she knows to this day that she was in this movie, but it doesn't matter. They asked her what she said about Richard Dreyfus, and she called him the devil. <laughs> he was on Just the balls of his ass the whole time. He was time. on the balls of his ass the whole time. <laughs> a complete coke fiend. Stone coke fiend. Stone coke fiend. Uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh oh, here we I'm go. Give it, I'm gonna give it one Judd, but like, I uh, like it's Ooh. a fucking terrible movie. But like as, a provisional as as, one Judd. Yes, but like, like uh, as far as an enjoy- enjoyment as a bad movie, I think it's a like full like it's a full on three and a half. But you got to know going into it. I mean, this thing, just the the autistic superpowers. I can't. Just, just, I can't overstress how insane this shit is. It's just the fact that crazy. we've said autistic superpowers so many yes. times during and this, this is a, clue this you is a serious, how, yeah, a would be serious this, movie. This movie thinks it's serious and it's and it's full of autistic superpowers. Right, a movie, so there a you movie go. that like this that that actually features a character that has R word strength is yes. not okay. No, <laughs> and you know no. that that word came up when they were like t- talking when they were uh-huh. making this movie too. One hundred percent. It's, it's, in, it's probably in Akiva Goldsmith's original script. <laughs> yeah. John yes. Lithgow actually had to say that at some point and they wisely <laughs> cut it out. It's just, it's the, the movie it takes itself seriously, but sees autistic people as a complete like oddity, uh, a complete like entertainment oddity. It's wildly misbegotten. And that's before you even get into like the, dis, like the disgusting, like pedo shit that has no fucking place in this movie anywhere. Yeah. In, anywhere like you, you got to be such a good filmmaker well, to get away with that sort of stuff yeah yeah you have to like yeah, the movie has are you to be saying the director that. of driving miss daisy is not that guy <laughs> are you saying the director of driving miss daisy might not be aware of the terrible subtext of his garbage <laughs> films and double jeopardy my favorite movie of his is uh is like just a straight is that that money movers have you seen that yeah that's really good straight up great australian caper movie yeah, so uh, highly, what, 1976 highly, or something. Highly recommend it. Super, super solid. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bricker, gonna, uh, Bricker Morant's not bad. No, uh, I haven't seen that yet. I think that's it. Anyway, yeah, it is. I'm gonna give it to two and a half Douglases for the uh the, the pedo crap, but also what I think is even more creepy than that is just any scene where Liv Tyler is in any way trying to seduce Richard Dreyfus. Absolutely. It's very, very unpleasant and off-putting. Whether or not like, at the what? end of the movie it's revealed that it's part of her plan or something, it still is like, no, we yeah. still have to sit through those scenes. Like <laughs> you started out trying to defend your autistic brother from his demonic uh, molesting father, and now you're demeaning yourself further with this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's harsh. Not, it's, it's not good. It's actually the most disgusting thing in the movie. <laughs> it's tough stuff. It's worse than child pornography. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus, soon to be roasting in hell. <laughs> On the balls of his ass. Yep. And uh, uh, and I'm going to give it um, like a hundred wasted crabs, just like... <laughs> Oh man, they ruined that restaurant. That restaurant's gonna have to either take out a loan or go out of business. <laughs> they destroyed it so they could get some fucking candy bars. Bad kids. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, I'm also I'm gonna give it two. Also, no no provisional three and a half or anything for me. <laughs> just 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 straight up two. It's not it's not bad enough. I don't think to be like one, but it is. It does suck. Um. But uh, yeah, so one, two, two Judds, and I'm gonna give it three Douglases because the 
all that shit just i don't know it just all it upset it upset the movie i felt like mm. it came it kind of came out of nowhere and i was kind of like ugh this is what because it, it's the the way it's presented is like a twist like what a twist you know like you can see the whole, oh man when we get to that twist typing up the script when we get that fucking twist where there's child porn you're like ugh <laughs> <laughs> gross no fuck off uh, all those implications at the end are just like, oh, all right, okay, okay. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and give it three Douglases, and then, boy, yeah, uh, it, ten out of ten barf bags you'll need whenever Liv Tyler starts hitting on Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's harsh. <laughs> it's I'm, gonna to give take. It, I'm gonna give it uh, two minutes that Linda, Linda Hamilton is actually in this movie too. <laughs> Maybe a total of two minutes. <laughs> Linda Hamilton, what happened? Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of Linda Hamilton, what happened? Speaking of oh, Linda Hamilton, boy. what happened? All right, let's get through this. This is a movie that I was forgetting as it was on. It's uh, it was such a as, this was a, you, this was a chore for me. No, I was, I was cooking I hate, while I, I was watching this. this. I hate this. I hate I this. Managed kind of to pay shit. attention to most of it, but as Kevin Kevin texted me yesterday, he's correct. It is almost impossible to watch it is almost it's, impossible to pay attention to it's it's so this is like one of those things where it's like they filmed like there's a uh, like a an outline like it just says like action thriller and then there's an outline and they instead of writing a script they filmed the outline you know like character character a says this it's so it's i, I don't know we've watched a lot of bad movies and there's nothing i feel like this is one of the more most generic movies i've ever seen in my life like it's this just like action like, movie action thriller movie this makes like other sort of political dc-based thrillers that we watched like murder at 1600 and absolute power and stuff like seem really exciting oh for sure and by those... the way all three of these movies this and those two came out the same year oh wow, wow. 97 <laughs> Big By the way, the movie, is, the movie is called Shadow Conspiracy. Yeah. They met in secret. They forged an alliance. They spoke of treason. Mr. Bishop's unavailable. I must speak with him immediately. It's a matter of life or death. Something terrible is happening inside the government at the highest level. A White House aide. They killed Yuri Pachenko. Where are you? I'll come get you. An investigative reporter. Listen, Amanda, that conspiracy piece you wrote, Bobby Bishop says he can confirm that story. Each holds a piece of the puzzle. Who are your sources? Bobby, what just happened? Something about Shadow. To a conspiracy. Bobby, I've been ordered to bring you in. Where are you? That could topple the government. Do you remember the part in the middle of this? I don't know. Maybe you guys weren't paying as close, uh, air quotes, <laughs> attention as I was. Travis has seen it like four times. So. Okay, well, there's a part in the middle of the movie where Charlie Sheen is hanging out at a diner all night because he's waiting to meet Terry O'Quinn. And yeah. he's like... He has like a napkin or a piece of paper on the table and he's he's like diagramming the shadow conspiracy. And yeah. it's literally just a big box that says shadow and yeah. underneath that it says conspiracy question mark and then some <laughs> lines to some other little circles and stuff. Oh, it's like, so close. <laughs> so it's unbelievable. What, but what's the line where, uh, uh, there's again, this is a line Eber pointed out in his review, which is maybe why I remember it, but where uh, Charlie Sheen goes to Linda Hamilton and is like, hey, do you remember... Do you remember that? <laughs> do you remember that piece you wrote? you wrote? 
Do you remember that piece you wrote on the, the government conspiracy that goes all the way to the top? And in Roger Ebert's review, he says, indeed, she does. <laughs> <laughs> she does remember it. She, you Oh, that. Oh, which one? Oh, that, oh, that one. Yeah, thing? I remember it. I, remember I, I disagree with you guys to a certain extent. I like the, the beginning and end. But yes, during the middle chunk, it is like incredible, like uh, mind-numbingly boring. There's like action scenes that I make like predisposed to like. I love like elevator action, that sort of uh, stuff. And it's just so inertly shot and edited that it's it, and the, the the scenes drag on and on too. It's and it's just, and like the conspiracy yeah. stuff is so rote and like they, yeah. they just and generic. There's a part where like the, the, they they get on a computer and they're looking up like illegal hits on people, and then the fucking Donald Sutherland's character's name is just uh, uh, you know issued by this guy, and you're like, what the fuck kind of conspiracy yeah. is this? <laughs> they just in the computer, yep, no, I better sign, I better sign off on this uh, this illegal act first before I what. What? There's, well, there's even a scene where he yells at a guy who's not doing the illegal thing, and he's like, "You want it written down? I'll write it down for you." <laughs> I well, also we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get to it. The, the movie God. does have the the greatest uh, scene in cinema history at the end. The climax of the film is unimpeachable. <laughs> yeah, uh, I will not hear anybody impeaching the climax of this film. Well, you're going to hear it, someone impeaching it today. I no, have come on, really I have think some about it. To say about it, I no, don't love no, it. No. I don't I like can't it. accept it. Um, but like, but like to, to me, there's like amusing stuff in it. And it mostly has to do with the fact that Charlie Sheen is taken seriously as a human being in this movie. Like he, he is this, his, his job title is special assistant to the president of the United States. And people yeah. are constantly going like, if anybody can get to the president, it's him. God damn it. He's so good. He's really good at this. And he's the, he's the top, the top of his game and the best guy at this. And you're like, and it's Charlie Sheen. That's very funny to me. Hey. <laughs> he's just he's, like, he's like Bud Fox. <laughs> yeah. I think if it was like if it was like a top hot shots kind of you know parody of this kind of movie. Oh man! Then I would it, love. Then like, yeah, you're right. I would love Charlie Sheen in this. It, it kind of does play but, like an unintentional parody of one anyway. Yeah, Almost, it is. yeah. But except that it's never actually funny. No, like, no, it's, it's, like, it's not. It's not intentional. But it feels. It feels. It's such a stupidly made movie, and the yeah. cast is so weird that it really does feel like it's. Yeah, but it's not. It is absolutely not. I just, I mean, I couldn't, I was, I, I couldn't even enjoy this movie on like an ironic level because it's, because so, it's not, it's not doing anything interesting ever. It's only ever going through the motions. Well, like it's maybe, it's funny at the beginning when that assassin comes and kills everybody in this place and like literally all these smartest people in the world who have their, cons their conspiracy group don't hear a thing until they're all dead or whatever. Yeah. It's really funny. But well, otherwise, like you, like you pointed out that Roger Ebert thing where you know do you remember the story you wrote about the shadow conspiracy <laughs> yeah. that went all the way to the top yes i do well the whole movie's like that too because there's like like uh the reason that there's a shadow conspiracy is because the president has a new thing he wants to do that is completely not delineated to the audience at all and it's just the vice president and donald sutherland and the general guy are in a conference room and they're going like he wants big change and they're mad about whatever that is. We I never find out what it is. It's funding. I, I, I know of what some it is. Sort. It's funding. He's going to freeze all government contracts and decrease defense spending. Yeah, because you can just do that by fiat. Yep. And so that's like totally, you know, obviously they don't like that. And then there's like the totally generic hitman played by Stephen Lang. Yeah. Stephen like, Lang, yeah. Everything about it, like you're saying, it's like they're the broad strokes of the plot of a movie, but they don't actually really articulate anything that's going on. No, yeah. or they, or they, or but they, they're constantly saying like they're telling people like this is this 
guy and this is what this guy does and you go okay yeah but they don't they're not they're not necessarily you don't get any character like linda like, hamilton and charlie sheen there's no like character to either of those no, people no, they're no. just the well, actors charlie in the this best. movie no, he's the best. There's, <laughs> yeah. a, there's a really funny yeah. moment where he like goes to meet Donald Sutherland at dinner at like this fancy restaurant and he's like glad handing with all these other people before he sits down and they're like, hey, did you get that bill passed? He's like, we're going to do it. Oh, yeah. Like, they, it's just like, it's so, it's so generic. <laughs> and it's like, you, so, you have expect- nice to see a hot shot. You have to expect the yeah, waiters right? to talk to each other and like, that's Bobby, uh, Bobby, uh, Bobby, what's his name? Bobby, Bobby King? Bullets. Bobby, Bobby Bullets. Bobby yeah. That's Bobby. If anybody Robinson. can get to the president, he can. If anybody can get in, it's just like the waiters talking to each other. He's the best. He's the best at the backroom backboard dealings yeah. in town. Nobody's cooler or better than him. Oh, he's introduced, by the way, playing basketball and being really good at it. <laughs> do we like, do we he breaks yeah. the guy's ankles? He's making he's hitting three-pointers, he's dunking and shit. And then like a helicopter shows up and they're like, Whoa, can we get a job, Bobby, with, with your with your government? <laughs> with government job? He's like, sorry, guys, gotta go be the coolest guy in town. Sorry, no black people allowed in the government. Yikes. <laughs> uh did we mention that Sam Waterston is the president? Sam Waterston is the uh, this is a lot of like he ran on a platform of ro- of protecting old people from robots. And uh, Donald Sutherland uh, plays the guy who you know from the first scene he's in is the actual the bad guy. guy. <laughs> oh, it's Bobby Bobby Bishop. <laughs> and not only is he assist, he's also the vice president is also Ben Gazzara, and you're like he's in on it. Uh huh. And then the there's thing- also surly military man played by I don't remember whom. He's yeah, he's never some nobody. Yeah, yeah it's it's uh, just, but it's just so funny. I talked about this in another one before where there was like, I think, what was the movie? There was one of these movies where like, you think it's going to, you think like it's going to be the, the, it's got, you know, but it, uh, but actually subverted that trope. And I was like, I was excited because like, oh, it's so often is, is that, and this is exactly what I'm talking about where this is the most, this is like Donald Sutherland shows up and you go, he's the bad guy. Ben Gazzara shows up, you go, he's in on it. Uh, Sam Watterson seems nice. He is, he's, he's not, the president is not, it does not go all the way to the top. He is not in on it. Like any time, you know, it's it so like this is the very first scenes these characters show up in. You're like, but Donald I believe, Sutherland, you know exactly. I believe Sam Watterson also had very recently starred as the president in a movie that was also about a coup on American soil that goes all the way to the top. And it was called The Enemy Within. <laughs> okay. Wow. It was it was on HBO. It was like really close with this one. And I think that one's actually a remake of Seven Days in May. Do you think they filmed? They just filmed his scenes the same weekend. Like oh, they had the uh, hey, that Sam Watterson in the Oval Office. So they just switched out the the secondary players. Like that I, just gets. <laughs> I was surprised at how young Waterston looked in this movie. Mm-hmm. He got old fast. I think there yeah, was a I don't know, yeah. Well, then he played Ghost Man on on whatever on fucking the newsroom. Ghost Ghost Man. No, he no he falls. No, he's alive. Well, I, no, I'm, the ghost, getting, I'm getting it confused with the other plot on the news. It's the Ghost Dad right. episode, but he also falls over and hits his yeah. head on a desk. And it's watch the newsroom; it is hilarious. Everybody watch the newsroom. <laughs> there is a Ghost Dad episode. There's not a generic about that show. Not with Bill Cosby. It's like the character's dad is a ghost. Just to but clarify. this is the this is the plot of a lot of uh, this kind of movie is where the president is like an actual liberal change, progressive change yeah. guy, and then like his circle of his like close of like close powerful people are like, no, we're conservative and we need and we're all about war, and so we're gonna kill the president. This is what happens in Triple X, State of the Union, White House down. Uh, tons and tons of other ones because like it always ends up being like the secretary of defense is the one who's leading the the coup right to kill the president right. and that's just the same fucking shit that's happening in this movie 
Oh, that's funny. Uh, this was 97. This is the same year as Wag the Dog also. Wow. Just as good a movie. <laughs> this is just as yeah, this is just as good as Wag the Dog. <laughs> <laughs> just as trenchant. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's but it yeah, this movie is it's I don't know. I'm I'm like there's there's like chases. There's like a part cuz Charlie Sheen gets involved in this in the dumbest way, which is that the one survivor from the massacre at the beginning, which was literally like the the center for studies on government conspiracies or something. <laughs> Professor Perchenko. Yeah, and he's just he he's a guy Charlie Sheen knows, and he's like, I gotta, I guess I gotta go meet him out on the street or something. And he meets this guy, and then Stephen Lang like blows this dude away in the middle of middle of like a busy street in while Charlie Sheen's talking to him. And then Charlie Sheen like looks over and sees him. And the guy's like, I guess I got to kill him too. And that's how he becomes involved in the conspiracy. That's it. And then that's it. <laughs> it's and then so Donald, Donald Sutherland is like ostensibly his like friend. He's like his father figure. And he's constantly, yeah. but he's, he's one of these characters that if he's not dead earlier on, then he's the, he's the bad guy. He's the because bad he's guy, like, yeah. he, even at one point he's going like, well, you know, I'm going to get out of this game. I got a yacht. I'm going to go retire. And you're like, oh, he's right. either dead or the bad guy. Yeah. And as soon as he doesn't die, he doesn't die. So you're like, well, he's a bad guy. Exactly. But he's one of those like bad guy. He's like the uh, Dr. Richard Kimball, like that guy from the fugitive. Who's like, (laughs) I'm your friend. Like up until the very end sort of thing until it flips. But it can, it can only be that. There's no other reason to have Donald Sutherland in that role. But yeah, Uh, but yeah, but the the plot of the movie is the plot of all these movies is the very standard. He like gets in on it. He gets, uh, he finds that information he shouldn't have. And then everybody is after him. The bad guys, are trying to kill him. The good guys are trying to bring him in. He needs to stay away from all of them. Yep. And, and then uh, he has to ally with Linda Hamilton, who does remember a, that sh- that conspiracy article that she wrote a, about him. She's a newspaper reporter. She's the best. Mm-hmm. She's the best newspaper she's, reporter. She's a hot shot. Hot shot. We know uh, that because they say it. Yeah. Because the character says that. She shows up to a White House uh, press briefing, too. And like everybody's there with their questions. And then she just walks in. is like, I've got a question now, too. And it's like, hey, take, wait your fucking turn. And everyone's like, murr, murr, murr. oh, it's her. She's, she's a hot man. shot. She's a hot. She's show. the best. Stay out of her way. Isn't it true that there's a government conspiracy that goes all the way to the top? This is this. No comments. This press conference is over. <laughs> it's very funny to me just watching like a bunch of people in like with press credentials, like ask Charlie Sheen serious questions. <laughs> like he's standing <laughs> up in that podium with like the presidential seal on it going like, uh, Candy, what do you have? <laughs> What's he's answering questions? I don't know. It's just yeah. funny to me. Like Charlie Sheen, Charlie Sheen, answer this serious question. Yeah. All right. Sure. Yeah, and then there's this whole middle of this movie where it's just like him running away from Stephen Lang at different times, and Stephen Lang jumps. Was the on world's there. most there's conspicuous a, assassin, by the way. He's, he he's always a giant he's, pistol and a white duster. And he's always yeah, he trying to kill them in the middle of busy streets or the middle of the fucking day, like he around talk. as many people as possible. Like seriously, the part where he assassinates the guy in front of Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen like looks over and he's up on a on like a <laughs> yeah. thing across the street, like standing there in the light, like holding the gun at him. And you're like, what? So awesome. Hire yeah. a better guy, guys. There's gotta he's be like a better a, He's like the Terminator though. Cause he doesn't, he doesn't speak ever. No, um, we he never really find out until he is dead. Yeah. He will not stop until he's dead. I enjoyed some of like, like the Stephen Lang character. There's a part where like some of the action is like really trashy. It's Cosmatos uh, famous for yeah. his like this fun his last film. Wow. Uh, but that, but that, like the part at the beginning where Stephen Lang busts in and shoots all the um, 
like the consp- yeah. like the people who know about the conspiracy theory in the house, all the professors who are figuring um, it out. I guess it's like there's different rules for every. He's got just a pistol with a silencer on it, and there's different rules for every bullet. There's like the first one. There's it's like a guy sitting in his chair, like on a rocking chair in front of the window, him the window, and he blows yeah. him through the fucking window with this with this pistol. And nobody, nobody, nobody in else the in the house. <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody in the house goes because he had a silencer on. Sure. <laughs> Shattered the fucking window. The guy goes flying through it. It's, and it then, silenced the window breaking too. Yeah. I feel like that guy, like that guy probably he's in that rocking chair and he's broken that window before just rocking out out there. Like, oh <laughs> hey, broke the window did again. It again. Did it he's again. Terrible at that rocking chair. Shouldn't yeah, he shouldn't be allowed on that rocking chair. <laughs> uh so and then he and then he goes in and he's shooting other people and the bullets have completely different effects. Like, I like that kind of trashy action bullshit. But it does it does the action does not continue to be fun and there's like big long drag dragged out action scenes that just go on and on they need yeah. they, they needed to cut a good 15 20 minutes off of this movie it's oh, the yeah. pacing is incredibly slack but it's then, i mean it's it's all from the script it's like this is there's nothing there yeah you know what i mean if they cut all the the fat they would have they wouldn't have a movie because it's only just it's nothing there's nothing to it there's a part where there's a part where steven lang is chasing them and he like jumps on top of their jeep or whatever that was kind of funny <laughs> Yes, these little these little moments where you're like, that's fucking ridiculous, and it's like yeah, and it's a little I mean, bit yeah. more cartoonish and weird, but like it just doesn't settle on that. No, there's a there's a part in it like like that should be hypothetically awesome where Charlie Sheen goes back to the he's like persona non grata. Everybody's after him, and the the White House more more than anybody else, and, and so and he go but he has to go back to the White House to get some more information to learn more about the conspiracy theory, and so him and Linda Hamilton sneak into the White House, right, and then at, oh, at one yeah. point. Every, there's like a silent alarm is triggered and they all have to escape through this elevator from the top of the White House. And and then they're like jumping around in the elevator shaft as people are zipping up and down. And it's it, like, hypothetically, this should be awesome. Right. This is like an action scene taking place in an elevator inside the White House. And it's so boring. Yeah, it just yeah, drags yeah. on and on. It, you're just waiting for it to be over. And it takes like 15 minutes. Yeah, that was kind of how I felt. Yeah, you described how I felt for the whole movie. Yeah. Like also there's a also like there's just Every once in a while, there's a, scene, a thing that made me laugh and 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 shake my head because like there's a part where so there's a part where they find out where Donald Sutherland and Ben Gazzara and this general are all having a secret meeting at this boatyard, right? Yeah. And then Charlie Sheen is uh there's, uh, a, there's a part that part where you're talking about the the general shows up in the middle of the night at this secret meeting in his full uniform with all of his medals and stuff. Yes, <laughs> it's so funny. But but the best part is that Charlie Sheen is like taping them with a recorder <laughs> and then it's really stupid and then at some point he makes a noise something happens and he he bumps something and he like accidentally hits the eject button on this tape recorder and apparently think- he has the tape recorder pointed the tape side pointed down and so the tape falls <laughs> out of there and falls into the water I think the idea is that he's going to lean the tape recorder in these guys are already already well Why, into but their hold conversation it the other way. Yeah, he's Double already they're the already upside down. Well, either either way, he should already be recording it. So, yeah. like, I think the idea is like, I'm just gonna get my recorder a little bit closer here, and then hit the record button. And instead of hitting the record button, he hits the eject button, and the tape falls out. <laughs> You're like, wow, he's the best. And then they go, and then one of them goes, "Do you hear a noise? No, did I? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I don't know." know. <laughs> and then and then their then their secret their secret conspiracy meeting is over. Yeah, you know. 
Uh, they, they really talked it out, though. They really talked about all the stuff that they were doing. And they're like, nope, we're still going to kill the president. And we got to stop the president. Like, we got to kill okay. the president because he's a liberal cuck. He's a yeah. he's a beta soy boy beta cuck. Um, <laughs> kill him. So I he's guess gonna, we can just oh, he's go going to freeze all government contracts and decrease defense spending. <laughs> sure. As if that, government contact. What is what? I don't know. What does that mean? He's shutting down all know. government facilities and stuff. That doesn't make any sense. Is it? It's oh, like by the way, contracting stuff, I think. Yeah, but it's all government. It's all literally they say all government, all government right. contracts. So, so you're like, like no more. Oh. The government can't buy any more toilet paper. No, yeah. no, no. Nope. Everybody has to shit at home now. <laughs> that sucks. The Pentagon's pretty far away from people's house, or they can p- maybe take a shit in the middle of the Pentagon, that open yeah, area. That's, that's what, <laughs> inside that's the fun. E-ring is where they're going to put all the poop. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, did we point out, by the way, that Gore Vidal is in this movie? That's right, as Congressman Page. And, <laughs> and, and Charlie Sheen tries to blackmail him with the idea that he's been sleeping with his secretary. That's right. <laughs> Gore Vidal's kiss more boys than I ever will. <laughs> girls, Lisa. Boys kiss girls. <laughs> yeah, Gore Vidal's in this movie. I don't know. Very weird. Gore Vidal, you, gotta eat. you do get the pleasure of uh, Charlie Charlie Sheen and Gore Vidal doing a walk and talk in the uh, <laughs> Capitol building yes. or wherever the fuck. The thing is. that I always wanted. <laughs> you what never knew you wanted it. I mean, um, this this movie's got stuff like that in it, but I, I can't stress enough, like the 40, yeah, the, even for, for a guy who's in like me, who's into this kind of shit, uh, the 45 minutes in the middle is fucking boring. Uh, yeah. yeah. And let's get to the, the climax, I guess, then. Yeah. Uh, there's also, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff where they're using spycraft, quote unquote, to like spy on them from satellites and shit. It's all, oh, it's oh, Charlie Sheen doesn't figure out that they're like uh, that they're tracing his phone calls, that they're, they're listening in on his phone calls until well past the halfway mark of the movie, too. So dumb. Yeah. Wait a minute. They're listening to my phone calls. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. Come on. Um, keep he's supposed exactly? to be the best. <laughs> uh, let's get the, to the climax. The best. So towards the end, you you keep it keeps cutting to Stephen Lang in his house, like building building some kind of contraption, and then oh, he sh- yeah. and then he then he gets it finished and he shoots a bunch of his other uh, toys <laughs> with it, uh, and then uh, then there's a big ball or some kind of a it's some a, kind of event. It's a fundraiser for the National Children's Fund, which <laughs> I support as well. I also support the National Children's Fund. I'll have you know. Thank you. Thank you. Is that a real thing? I don't I really don't think so. I don't think so. Because it seems it just seems like a thing where they're like, I don't know, the national uh, children's children's fun, whatever. We call it love I day. Had, or... I was I was supposed to finish the script like fucking a week ago. <laughs> children's fun. Yeah, I love that. The national children's fund. Um oh so, oh at, at this point too, Charlie Sheen, while he when he bro- broke into the White House, did figure out that that uh, Donald Sutherland uh I mean, he is, is in on it. Yeah, he knows. That's when and he it's saw just this. because he like got in on a computer, and then it basically the computer said Donald Sutherland is in on it, and he's like, "Oh man!" It literally has his oh, name fuck. written on like a like an illegal hit that they kept on his well, computer were, for some fucking. There reason. were two options on the main menu uh, when he breaks into the computer, and one <laughs> is press one for who's in on it, press two for steal constitution. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we'll hold off on two for now. Let's, in get, on let's it. find out number one. I got to fix this first. So he, so uh, the big climax <laughs> takes place at this uh, National Children's Fund fundraiser. You probably and, wouldn't um, guess how they're going to choose to kill this. The, they're going to choose to kill this president. You probably wouldn't. And I, yeah, it was, it's fine. It's, it's fine. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. 
All right, Stephen Lang has uh, built a contraption. All right, he's put the you know that you know this. He's put the contraption into this big gift. Apparently, at the at the fundraiser for the National Children's Fund, they put a bunch of gifts out. I guess to give to the children. Sure. I don't know how they decide what kid gets what gift. Who knows? That's someone else's job. Also, like while he's going to the metal detector, he he, he passes. Uh, the toy box through and they're like all right this is a toy this checks out and then they find this like remote control thing in his pocket and, and they're like what's this and then he's got like a little video game built onto it and they're like sure this is great too it's also this is fine they send him through and now he sets the he sets the box the, the wrapped present up on the, the the pile of presents and then he starts assembling his remote he's got other like pieces of metal in his pocket mm-hmm. that he attaches to the thing that apparently the metal detectors did not find and this is the remote control for the little remote control helicopter with machine guns on it <laughs> that comes out of the box. <laughs> I, got, I got a question. This thing has got to be like, I mean, it's it's man portable, so it's got to be pretty small. Yeah. Yep. And so like, where are the bullets? Where are the bullets? And how big are the bullets? And how does it, and how? They it's must got a just lot be of bullets. Like BBs. They it's, must be like twenty twos at best. But but when it but it, but he murders a bunch of people. He actually and actually what's fun the funnier thing is that he pretty much exclusively murders people who were you know, bad in guys that are in on the conspiracy. Oh yeah, yeah. only so, like, bad guys. All the bad guys and none of the other people that he's supposed to kill. And, <laughs> and also, it's, it's not a very good drone because it's easily destroyed by balloons. <laughs> well, that's all right. So, yeah, he, the, the, I also wanted to point out that the remote control helicopter has two barrels of machine gun. Yeah. Not yeah. just the one. It's two barrels. It's an absolutely preposterous device. <laughs> Uh, I mean, a machine gun in itself is pretty heavy. I feel like a little uh, toy helicopter blades probably couldn't put it in the air. But whatever. Like Stephen Lang's ten really machine good. gun bullets are heavier than a. Wouldn't you wouldn't be able to fly? Yeah, Stephen Lang's around. the best. <laughs> He's the best at building toy machine gun helicopter things. Yeah. I guess. So, anyways, it's just like a two minute long scene. I'm gonna put it up online where the helicopter comes up out of the, out of the and just starts mowing people down. And, it, and there's like four people in front of Sam Watterson. They all get mowed down. And then Charlie Sheen goes, ah, shit, and goes and dives and dives in front of him yep. and saves, saves Sam Watterson. And then he like jumps out and pulls this uh, cord or whatever, and it drops a bunch of helicopters down under the helicopter, and then it blows not, up the helicopter. Yeah, it's great. But not before the helicopter kills Ben Gazzara, I believe, too. Oh, yeah. You get it, this kills, wonderful- it, it kills all the conspirators, the general, everybody. There's a wonderful shot where, uh, where uh, like after the helicopter has been blown up, Stephen Lang's like, "Well, I guess I'll have to do it myself then." And then he comes running out from behind a screen with a gun. He's like, yeah. And then I think Charlie Sheen like shoots him, yeah. and then he and then his body slumps down next to dead Ben Gazzara. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, "Well, that sure happened." Well, and Sutherland gets it at some point too, right? Sutherland does he also the helicopter, gets... or does uh, I can't remember how he dies. Anybody? I can't remember, remember but he definitely does die. <laughs> And there's also a scene where, but before this goes down, where Charlie Sheen confronts him, and you get a little bit of Donald Sutherland being like, "Oh, what am I doing?" Yeah, right. Maybe he's maybe like not re- quite regretful, like, but just sort of like, mm. he's oh, the this- most reluctant of the shadow conspirators. This is this is where the this is part of their little showdown here, where uh, <laughs> where he goes, uh, "What what do you?" He, the Charlie Sheen goes, "What are you getting out of this?" Uh, what's in it for you? This whole conspiracy, this whole shadow conspiracy. And he goes, "It's not for me. It's for everybody in this country. For you, for that stupid journalist friend of yours. <laughs> for that stupid journalist friend of yours." Oh, and then I wanted to point out that, like, uh, uh, like t- within this two minutes of when the helicopter like mows people down, then gets knocked out by uh, uh, balloons. 
then uh, Sam Waterston looks at Charlie Sheen and goes, thanks, Bobby. Great. Absolutely it seems great. like that's maybe not quite enough. Oh, also, Linda Hamilton is in this movie. <laughs> She's yeah. in this movie a lot, though. She is, but like, what does she do? There's one part where she like distracts uh, people by saying that she's pregnant with the president's daughter. Or yeah, the, no, or she is his, the president's. Or she real is daughter. his daughter. Yeah, she's his real. It's like the most boring way she could have pretended to be uh, crazy. Yeah, it's. it's I'll so... distract him in the most boring way I can. I'm his daughter. What? Oh, who cares? So lame. Um, most, the most prominent reporter, White House co- correspondent <laughs> in in America. Nobody notices that's her. <laughs> Nobody. She's the best. White House security escorts her away. They have no idea who she is. They have no idea who she is. <laughs> She's wearing sunglasses. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. the shadow conspiracy has been, you know, squashed. Unshadowed. And, oh, uh, and, and uh, then okay. it ends. On a, it ends. It, a, there's a sextra scene, right? It, sort of. It ends very strangely. Um, where you do get a scene where Charlie Sheen is hanging out at a park and he's got the bat. He's got a basketball again, and it's like. It, we, we find out throughout the movie that they'd uh, Charlie Sheen and Linda Hamilton had had a relationship before. And then it's kind of like, hey, now we're going to have a relationship right. again. And then it's like, fine. And then Charlie Sheen like takes a shot with the basket, takes the shot with the basketball at, at a at a basket that's in this park, misses. I don't know. And then the camera starts to pull back. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the end of Burn After Reading. It's like the end of Burn After Reading. It's so weird. But it pulls back and it keeps pulling back into the point where we just see the whole globe. Yeah. The whole and yet globe. Earth has not become Mars. No. <laughs> but I, like, think of how easy it would have been in, to have in this one shot. How easy and who gives a shit to just have like a UFO like approaching. <laughs> or, or literally anything happen. Anything. Like something happened. Something yeah, like yeah, yeah. why? Why else did you do this? Why did you do this weird shot where you pulled away from the Earth? It's fucking didn't weird. It, didn't the movie open on a satellite? It opens. Shot? It opens on that too. But I guess I guess it's to just ex- explain that we're all. Why would it? Yeah. Why would it zoom out all the way to the, the world? Earth? Is small now with the? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. But you could have just had a fucking UFO come in. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so easy. It would have been like a real crazy ending, and nobody was gonna see this shit anyways. Would have been a treat. This yeah, movie actually treat. beat Enemy of the State to theaters by a year. Okay, yeah. <laughs> a movie that we still have not done, amazingly enough. A, a, really, a really good movie, too. Yeah, like, a fun that's movie. The, that's the good version of this. Yeah, well, that's like, exactly. This is what I'm saying. This is the the paint, the paint like the paint-by-numbers version of those kind of movies. Yeah. There's plenty of this kind of movie that are good to great, and this one was just like, we're going to do that but we're not going to, that's it. What, what kind of thing are you, what's the conspiracy? It's a shadow conspiracy. It's a, <laughs> oh, okay. it's a regular conspiracy. Did you, did you notice the, um, speaking of enemy of the state, which, you know, is widely noted to be heavily influenced by the conversation for lots of reasons. But uh, did you notice at the beginning of this movie, there's the, like the sound equipment doing its sound equipment stuff. While oh, we yeah. listen to Charlie Sheen having multiple conversations on the phone. Yeah, that's right. So bad. Because this movie thinks that it also is influenced by the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> it, may, it may have been, I guess. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if George Cosmatos has seen that movie. Yeah. All right. Um, I had that we forgot. We completely forgot to mention. And what is wrong with us? That Nick Turturro is in this movie. That's true. Oh, my God. Like the, what an like oversight guy. He's like a tech guy and he's really obnoxious in it. And yeah. at one point, uh, Donald Sutherland says he reminds him of James Cagney. That's pretty weird. Yeah. Uh, it seems generous. Um, <laughs> Very generous. But this is a, there's also there's two <laughs> two things with Nick Turturro in it. Uh, if you don't remember, Nick Turturro was on a TV show called NYPD Blue. 
And that was pretty much it for him. Um, uh, but this is the scene where he's talking about uh, Charlie Sheen's character, Bobby Bishop. And Bobby Bishop's been like, as we described in that 45 minute period of the movie, he just keeps going to place to place and people keep dying because the uh, conspirators are right behind him. And uh, Nick DeShiro says, Bishop's turning into a death train. Everywhere he stops, people die. And Donald Sutherland goes like, shut up. <laughs> he expresses dissatisfaction so with his metaphor. He goes like, that's a shitty metaphor. Fuck you. He uh, there is actually a pretty funny part where he like Charlie Sheen tries to commandeer a guy's car and the guy gets blown away by Steve. Oh Lee, yeah, very <laughs> yeah. twenty four. And then later on, he's in a he's like in a cab and he's getting shot at, and the cab driver's like stops and is like, "Get the fuck out of my cab" or whatever. And I thought that I was like, "Okay." He goes, again, yeah. he goes, uh, "You're taking the train, motherfucker." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. Uh, this is just another like kind of inexplicable piece of dialogue where Charlie Sheen is back at Linda Hamilton's place and he goes, do you have any neighbors that can lend you a car? And she goes, I'm not sure I'd call it a car. It's a van. Oh, right. Because it's a, it is. I think a van is a car, though. I mean, it's, it's so just awesome. a strange she, line. She could just say yes. Why? Why? I don't know why she's splitting hairs. It's so strange. It's because it's supposed to be funny when it shows when it's a van, actually. It, the, it, unless it, it's it a really a silly. Unless it's a really silly car, like she's like, I wouldn't call it a car. It's and like an it's ice cream truck, or like the Wiener Mobile, or something, yeah. or a horse, <laughs> <laughs> or an elephant. And now, now they're riding an elephant down DC. Or so like, it's not a car. It's it's one of those uh, cycle saloons, and then and then they could have the line: "Should we uh, should we talk about the elephant in the room?" You know, while they're on the <laughs> yeah, that would be great. <laughs> that would have been great, but they fucked it up. It really did. Uh, that's all I got. Line like I all think right. this is a very silly movie, but there's not all that many like hilarious lines. Uh, ratings. Oh, one Judd. That's generous. <laughs> that's very generous. Um, I don't. Uh, are there Douglases available here? No, uh, I don't think so. Uh, no, no, They're, they have a yeah. they have a past relationship that is barely implied. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, one one Judd zero Douglases. This movie is basically valueless, except for the ten out of ten tiny helicopter drones. It's yeah. great. It's it's fun. I'll I'll it's shoot. Fun, but, it's fun, but it sucks. I don't know. It's just, I'll record it's it and put it on fun. online, and you can appreciate it without without the context of the. Out of context, it would be it. it would be it's going to be really fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. So you're all going to have a better time watching this mini helicopter because you won't have to sit through this whole fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, is it me? Yeah, yeah, it's you. Oh shit. Um, I'm going to give it two Juds. It is terrible, but like I said, like the book ends. I think it's really fun for a good 15, 20 minutes before it really settles into this dull, repetitive. Um, mm. I like Stephen Lang's character, um, and just stuff like Gore Vidal turning like just what the fuck. It's weird. It, like it's weird that this extremely clunky, silly movie has uh, this crazy, this weird cast in it. Like it's it's a strange thing that happened. But that doesn't justify it being absolutely wildly boring for the middle hour. Um, no. Zero Douglas is very weird because it is R rated. Like, just I don't know why this yeah. movie doesn't have any like kinky, like gross sex stuff. Like, what the fuck happened? It's a Charlie Sheen movie. Throw some shit. Throw some shit in there. Yeah. Uh, Literally. <laughs> throw some shit in there. Um. And did you did you say helicopters, Matt? Oh yeah, yeah. He took the one thing from the movie. (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Stephen Lang blowing a guy through a window with the with the pistol. 
You took the other thing from the movie. Uh, uh, I wish I'm he gonna... was blowing the guy. <laughs> hey, give it to uh, Douglas. I'm I'm gonna uh, give this a very generous half a Judd. Uh, and that's being that's that's being very generous. Uh, but he does have the helicopter and that one line where the cab driver is, tells him he's got to take the train. So yeah. there you go. Uh, and zero Douglases because there's not, there's not even a mention of any kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah, nothing. Yeah. Uh, and shit. What else? I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Uh, tape recorders held upside down. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty wild. Eject, but I thought it's like a com- it's like something out of a comedy movie. It's just it really strange. is. It's very strange. This whole thing Oops. is. Yeah, but like that's but it's not. That's, but that's the thing is that scene where he drops the tape, he hits the eject button on accident is what would this would be in the fucking hot shot style parody of yes. this kind of movie starring yeah. Charlie Sheen like that. If they'd done that, we would be talking about this movie in a different way. We'd be like, this is a funny movie. Yeah, absolutely. It's really weird. Cause it's almost there. It's, it's just so generic that it's almost a parody, yeah. but it's actually not funny ever. So it doesn't quite qualify. Yeah. National children's fund. <laughs> I support them. Like, and then in the other room is the National Old Persons Fund. Like, there's fundraisers for all the different kinds of people. Oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm all for it. People are great, and give yep. them funds. The National People Fund. I'm on, <laughs> I am on board for the National People Fund. I'm not. The National those... Nice National Niceness Brigade. <laughs> <laughs> Get Let's me do out. this. All right, all well, right. we did it, guys. We did it. Congratulations. Oh, uh, this is the last time you'll be hearing Kevin on the regular feed. Oh my God, for a while, really I guess. Wild, yeah. at least at least for a point. I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll 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 figure out. We'll figure out know. sometimes. We haven't mean. we haven't yet determined what the topic of our next episode will be. Ooh, a surprise! Yeah, because yeah, we we've got a we got like stuff to figure out. We'll have we'll be bringing the wonderful Emily Sauter back on for the next episode. We'll put up the movies uh, when we figure it out on uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, we're so already back. Y'all have a chance to. Yeah, gotcha. we're banked a couple episodes right now. Yeah, um, you'll be listening to this while I'm I'm not on the road yet, but I will be. Yeah, this, this episode this. won't come out for what three weeks or something like that. Uh, over a month, or so, or like Damn. a month or something like that. Uh, yes, but also, um, uh, really good news. Uh, completely good news. We made it past the 125 marker mm-hmm. on Patreon, so we are going to be recording. Uh. The four finchers, the double, the big deluxe double four finchers. Yeah, two episodes. That'll be on our Patreon. That's going to be really awesome. Uh, that will be the, our last uh, recording uh, with Kevin while we all live in the the city of Seattle. That's true. Yeah. Wow. So get Crazy. on that Patreon. Uh, I look forward to recording that uh, next week. Yeah, I gotta watch. Uh, really I have to watch Benjamin Button. <laughs> Yeah, you get to watch Benjamin Button. Okay. Girl with the, I'm dreading Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. I, that movie is also great. I am not. I I I think I said I think I said that you guys. I'm like I like that movie, but I'm also not entirely looking forward to watching it just because it's like ugh. It's gross. He's only he's only but, made one movie I don't like, so I'm happy to rewatch all of these. But I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just you know you know those movies that you don't want to watch again. I don't yeah. want to watch Martyrs again, but I actually like that movie. Yeah. Uh, you know. Anyway. Anyway. Shadow conspiracy. Well, yeah, I don't want to watch it again because it's so hard and disturbing. But you got to admit, it's great. It really took. Well, it's a chilling vision of things to come. <laughs> Absolutely, that movie was so right about so many things. Um, All right, well, well follow us I, on I Twitter. Know. I guess. Yeah. You got anything else? Anything you want to say, Kevin? 
thanks for listening i don't know yeah thanks for, thanks for being fans keep listening though even though you won't hear my voice i hope you weren't only listening for my voice now the we'll idea the idea that kevin had for this podcast has been abandoned by him that's right <laughs> it's been it's not abandoned it's yes uh, now we are taking up the torch and also due to your yeah. laziness <laughs> That's my laziness. Also, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be around. Get on the Patreon. You want to hear my voice? I'll be I'll probably be uh, on there most of the time. Yeah. yeah. Kevin is not dying. I can't stress no, no, enough. I'm, no, I'm not dying. I'm going on a not fun, that we know going of. on a fun trip. I mean, he's not planning on dying in here. I mean, any of us can go at any second. Yeah. Wow. And let's yeah. leave him with that. Wow. Well, <laughs> until next time, the suspense is killing us, or possibly you, or Damn. all of us, or just you. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.